to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Source Code. So put on your thinking cap, pop in your DVD or Blu-ray, press play, press pause when the Vendome logo fades to black. The first frame of all black you perceive, press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point, I'll press play, you'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. Those are friends in this As myself is always T. Christie, my friend Brian Hi. Michael I don't get what he's doing. And Trey the as far as you know, that's who I am. I'm not someone who goes to the movies that often, to be honest with you. And I think you guys are all the same way, where it's like, no. I don't actually go to the theater that often. No, I don't um, need to I spend don't. $20 to, to see this. It's not even that. that it's just I never have idea. time. I'm never really interested. I'm not the kind of person who gets, like, me and Ryan have conversations there about this sometimes, there. where he's like, aren't you excited for this movie? I'm like, no. He's like, what are you, an asshole? I'm like, no, I, I, I will want to see it at some point. I'm just not excited i don't get excited to see a movie i'm just not yeah. i'm just not make time for it excited <laughs> yeah i know it's like it's one of those things where it's I'm like, excited that it exists somewhere yeah. in the like world. everyone in the world has been telling me see attack the block now i'm like i'll see attack the block later i don't care <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not gonna like lose its shape or anything i'm pretty I sure george lucas didn't direct it it's fine for the foreseeable future <laughs> and uh, source code i went out to my friend eric was in town we were gonna have like a little date and hang out and just spend a day just chilling and, and being friends and uh, we went to see two movies, Source Code and Sucker Punch. Wow. In a double feature. Wow. Okay. Oh that's a that's And we a walked out. Okay, so is that what you expected? I was like, I love Sucker Punch. I hated the fuck out of Source Code. Really? That's because you're you, a bad you sh- person. You had the moment where you both walked out and went, wow, blah, sucked. But you both said the opposite <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> One good, one bad, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Why did you hate Source Code, T? Well, okay. Now. And, we'll, and we'll get to why you like Sucker Punch, but and that's for another yeah, day. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an indefensible fucking position, I know. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't hate Source Code. I, I said it just because I was... I was, You know how like right after you spent two hours of the movie you hate, you're like, I fucking hated that movie. And later you're like, I just don't, I don't care about that fucking movie. That was what was going on. I was just sick of Source Code by the end of it. And, and I, I, we had this conversation with them, and I was just like, oh, fucking Source Code. Again, same thing with Moon. I want a thousand more source codes before I want the switch up or the change up or the switch, whichever. <laughs> then I mix those. The switch movies. up is, yeah, we'll make that. In any case, it's just, I, we'll talk our way through it. I might have missed something, but I'm pretty sure regardless of the plot, there's a hole that I can tell you about. The first, we'll like, for instance, I, at first, the entire movie, I was thinking, if this is a memory, then you can't go into that closet because he didn't go in that closet, so you can't inhabit that in the memory. But then it's not that. It's collective memories right. at the very least when, what? when they say it. But, but there's still, we there's have, still we an issue We each have that. a different a fucking problem. objective there's scientific still. view of what this movie is, and all of them yeah. like, don't And I have it. a theory, I, I believe, and I'll watch because um, we'll watch it. I think I can negate your entire argument. But Good. Let's, we'll, we'll, well, we'll my check. Argument, well, I have, like, it all comes I'm, down to what they say and, and how they say it. I have a rake of an argument, man. There's 25 prongs. Anyway, this movie just rubbed me the wrong way. And again, I think Duncan Jones is great and I always enjoy like his movies kinda but then at the end I'm like but this doesn't know close enough fucking alright and I'll I'll jump on board with this one because I want the low budget science fiction movies to be a thing and that's good good job but source code rubbed me the wrong way um as you might have noticed Brian (laughs) Mm. I actually I went into my friend's one night was like, "Hey, you want to go see Source Code with us?" Okay, I didn't have had absolutely no conception of what the movie was oh, at all. You were probably blown away by it, right? Because it was I, like, I, "Holy I, shit, look at that!" Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was really very pleasantly surprised. I and as I think I said in the forum, it's the first time I went to a movie in a long time and just went, "Wow, that was." <laughs> I enjoy. I did not feel like that was a waste of my time or money. Uh, yeah, there are. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is so high. Now. <laughs> I know. Well, in this this era of movies, unfortunately. Um, 
but uh i i enjoyed it and yeah i was definitely like i'm not quite sure that how that works at the end there and if i'm on board with that totally i would but i was like i, I gave it at the time i was like i'll give it another viewing which i did this morning in preparation for this and, and we'll i'm sure we'll hash it out but you actually stole the line that i was going to steal from mike uh before which was like i will take mm-hmm. a thousand of these over anything i because if you stole that from me who knows anymore we'll okay. i was talking well, about inception I, was... I said i would take a thousand more inceptions before i would take right, one more right. body switching movie and that's that's absolutely the sentiment here because this is not a perfect movie in terms of the, the magic bean or what's going on. It's like, well, and maybe maybe Trey has a valid point. We'll get there. We'll see. But I'm kind of on the same boat. Yeah, like, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll just see. About <laughs> it's not that. memory. It's not time travel. It's alternate reality. Is my understanding of it right now? That's what they say I, at the end. So if you at the beginning to, they say it's memory, at the, the end they say it's alternate reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If you if you're taking the the movies somewhat at its word, then you've got to then then well, presumably not to, not to bury the lead. But my thing is, I think you're taking Jeffrey Wright at his word, and I don't think Jeffrey Wright's character is telling the truth. Nope. This will be anyway. cool. This is the first time I can recall where we've had an episode of Down in Front where we have different understandings of the move, the and we're going to have to have like a debate to figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, I think this movie sets you up for the ending that feels uh, right, that feels truthful, which is he dies, but he has his last moment is this very you know uh, is this perfect moment. He's kissing a pretty girl, and that's how he dies, and that's the best way to live your life. Uh, but then it has the Hollywood ending of oh, but they actually live happily ever after. And it, in order to have that Hollywood ending, it yes. changes it changes the rules. Of and it. he has to steal someone else's life forever. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to we'll that. get there. We'll get okay. we'll fucking okay. get to that. All you right. need to listen to the actual director's commentary. I guess did so. Did you do that? I did. Oh well, you Dark probably Man. win. Uh, <laughs> uh, appeal to authority. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he would know. The fuck does he know? I'll, Am I right? I'll, I'll share a little bit of that. Okay. Um, uh, I just saw this yesterday. Because <laughs> we were talking about doing it, and I'd heard very good things about it. Um, once I realized that that the the whole point is that Jeffrey Wright doesn't know what he built, and that it's not working, <laughs> it doesn't work the way they they think it does. Then I'm like, oh, this might be okay, <laughs> because because the first half of the movie, you're like, how? If uh, I understood it, because he's talking about memories, and I understood it as everyone on the train, their memories go into a pool, and we build this simulation from the collective memories of everyone there, plus quantum, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was like, okay, that's fine. But there's still holes in that but one. Ha- yeah, but how, you can't walk out to the parking lot. You can't walk out to the parking lot, and you can't find the bomb, because yeah. none of them know where yeah, it is. My, version, my, my explanation covers that, but go ahead. Right, right, well, yeah. Um, but then halfway through, you're like, Oh, it's not built from the memories. They think it is because no one but him has been in the machine. So they don't quite understand what's going on and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I, it retroactively makes sense of what's been going on and I'm more okay with it. But the problem is it takes them half the movie to get there. And up until that point, I have no stake in what's going on and I'm not feeling like every time Jake Gyllenhaal gets in a fight or something, I'm like, Oh, I hope the computer program doesn't punch him in the face. I'm really worried. You know, I have, I have no concern for him. There's emotionally. not really a ticking clock. There's no ticking clock. Well, there is. <laughs> oh, I think there is. There's a, there's a ticking ah. clock. What there's, what there's not is that there's no, um, there's no sense of there, his personal stakes what in I'm, the okay. mission. What I mean it is, takes a while to bring it, that what, out. What yeah. I mean by ticking clock is not that he doesn't have a limited amount of time before he explodes again. I mean, there's no reason for him to do it this time because he could do it next time if he gets well, this one wrong. Well, but that's aside, how, that's aside how it feels from, for the first half. At the end, you get, uh-huh. Okay. No, no, no. Well, you've got that. you have error for Miga saying we only have. It, yeah. it, another one of these is going to happen. Another one's going to happen. But my problem is, again, until you realize that this is something that's actually happening, whether it's. A, he he's traveling actually back in time and splintering off an alternate reality or he's going into an alternate reality that already exists or however you want to look at it. 
until you know that he's just running a video Sim, game, over and over he's again. just starting over from the beginning of the level, and and I'm like, I have no reason to feel concern for him i have no reason to be engaged with his interaction with these other people like if i was him i would have just been like okay here's what i'm gonna do each time i go in i'm gonna shoot someone and we'll see if the bomb <laughs> still goes off and when it doesn't that's the guy who did it or that, the girl that's indicative of i don't care how many times it takes me to do it well, I, yeah but but it, it's also i don't care about the people around me whereas even before he understands what's going on, he's like threatening people but not actually doing anything or he's being, you know, weird about it or he's uh, whatever. It's like he the movie too early treats it as you're supposed to care and you're supposed to be concerned about his situation. And it's like, I don't because if he fails, if he dies, if he kills everybody, he just gets to reboot and start again. And only halfway through the movie are you like, oh, no, that's not how it works. And actually, I'd be horrified right now if yeah. that's what he'd spent the first half of the movie I, doing. Well, Even then, before the movie starts, Lloyd has a trope. He says, this is X meets Y. A trope called X meets Y, which is, you know, whatever. Uh, the director even said, it's Quantum Leap meets Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In terms of what it's it was very going much for, that. Sure. But Trace, uh, Trey, well, I think. Well, I think my as to what you're saying, it's it's that's true. I mean, that's an issue because of the construction of the movie. That's an issue. I think they tried to, and, and it didn't work for you. They tried to like by having him be in that weird box that he's in, that clearly is having some kind of distress, create some kind of thing. You know, something's going on, and and he spends the first half of the movie, and you as an audience member going, what are they not telling him? Because clearly they're not giving him every bit of information. Something's fucked up. He's in this weird cube that's melting and falling apart and spark, you know, exploding, and the stuff is leaking out. What is that? And, uh, you know, that's that's the that's to me, that was the whole sort of tone of the beginning is there's something that they haven't told any of us yet. They haven't told him. They haven't told me as an audience member yet. Something else is going on beyond this. Um, anyway, to, to backtrack, the I saw Source Code probably because this discussion was happening. Someone, some, one of you guys saw it, or some of you guys saw it, and I was like, oh, okay. I heard. Yeah, in the Down in Front forums, Jeffrey Harrell said, I just saw Source Code. Am I right, or is this brilliant? Yeah, one of the great movies. And then movies. the whole conversation was, wait, no, yes, it is. No, and it has just come out on video, and right. I said, oh, okay, I'll pick it up. And, and, I, and so I knew nothing about it. I had no expectations. I was like, I have no idea what this movie is. Um, and I, again, I think the thing we all share, I think, uh, is is that... I was engaged. I was fascinated. I was like, wow, this is really interesting and well-made, and I'm so glad that they made this. I'm not entirely sure I get all of it, uh, but I'm so happy someone made this movie for, you know, a That's wacky... Primer thir- light. Yeah, wacky 30... Well, no, primer is source code light. Because, uh, you know, they, this was like $30 million or something like that. But, uh, you know, but for a movie like this, I mean, you know, come on, it's a bargain. And it's great, and it's fascinating, and it makes you... I mean, oh my God, it's a movie that we're actually discussing, like, but wait, what but about this? You know, it's like when Transformers 2, I don't think we had that conversation exactly. Um, so it's great, and I think, you know, obviously Duncan Jones is our current master of uh, a guy trapped in a small box movies, uh, talking, to, yeah. talking to screens because he's made two in a row that are pretty good. Anyway, I, I will say that uh, if nothing else, uh, and I, there are plot holes in this movie um, that I, even I will go, well, yeah, yeah, but mine is different than any of yours. The thing that I went, oh, really? Did they really do that? Um, that's the one part that I didn't like, and we'll get to it. But uh, it's a different thing than you're complaining about. But I, I will say that, uh, not to bury the, the ending, but if you listen to the actual director's commentary, um, at the very end of the movie, 
I think it's the director, and I, it's, I don't know if it's Jake Gyllenhaal or if it's the writer, or it's the director and somebody else. Um, and as the credits are rolling, they go, but you know what? What about him? What about the guy, the original guy? What about, and what are they going to do now? I mean, he's not even him. She thinks he's someone else. They list the amazing number of unanswered questions that the movie didn't answer because they go, look, we just told this much of the story. That's, that's what we did. Sorry, that's, that's our deal. Like that. So they, it's not that you can't pull the old, well, they clearly didn't think it through because they, they know the questions, and they're like, we just didn't answer them. Sorry. That's not the story we're <laughs> yeah, telling you. Yeah, exactly. But, what about, but, but the most de- definitive thing they said, and this is the answer that made me sense, what about that poor guy whose body he just stole for life? Right. Um, they asked that question, and the director says, well, he's dead. And the answer, because there is no scenario in which he would have survived. That man was always going to be dead. Either it was going to be just him or it was going to be everybody on the train. Jake Gyllenhaal could not save him. The equation would not allow that. Fair enough. So... This is the this is the closest thing to a happy ending. Is that guy died, but Jake Gyllenhaal and everyone else get to have a life. And on that note, you're at yeah. the point where the Vendome logo spoiler has faded by the to way. Black. So he's the real hero. Yeah, exactly. Faded to black. Spoiler. Like I am here. Ready? Three, two, one. Unpause. Does uh, does Jones ever explicitly say time travel? I don't recall if he says time travel. I certainly got that from it. What's the uh, what's the there's like there's like evidence for every available fucking theory. What's the evidence for time travel? That he that alters he creates, time. That he creates a predestination paradox. <laughs> that he does, he does back to the That he sends too. a text message to Vera Farmiga at the end of the movie saying, you know, there, you're, there's a terrorist attack, but I've already foiled it, so therefore, you know, you, everything, that's that, not, everything that's, that just happened to me is not going to happen to you. But that's also supported by the alternate universe theory, well, which that, is that in an alternate universe, well, this never happened. The, the, well, the no, but that's not what They had is. source code built. They just didn't do it. The, well, that day. That's, it's the Back to the Future 2 theory, except that the only thing is Back to the Future 2 and most time travel movies you see it from the perspective of the traveler. This is one of the few movies that's ever shown you the people in the altered future who don't know that the future they're in has been altered. Give me two more sentences on that. Although this is an altered past. No, it's an altered future. I'm talking about the ending of the movie that you were just referring to. Oh. He... Imagine, imagine the idea. There's two ideas. Either you go back in your own timeline, and there's only one timeline, and it's going to ripple through, and that's going to affect you. You can't kill your own grandfather theory, mm-hmm. because if you kill your own grandfather, you don't exist. You can't kill your grandfather. Right, right, right. The other one is you go back in time, you kill your grandfather. You have created a new timeline in which you're not going to be born, but you are there because you came from the other timeline. Right. And you're causing this weird wake in the universe. Exactly. So that's the second theory is what this movie is doing. It's Which the runs back, up against the it's, conservation It's the Back to the Future, too. He, from their perspective, the people at Source Code at the end of this movie, it's another day at the office because no bomb went off and the phone didn't ring. A man from some other timeline that they have no knowledge of has appeared in this timeline and said, And jumped hey, into guess, this guy's body. Hey, guess what? This is a whole thing, and I'm the guy in the box, and it's all really real. But so, so where does just, the fold in time take place during the course of the movie for the source code people? Where in the beginning of the day they made this happen, and at the end of the day it didn't affect they're, them. They're, there, they're, there are two timelines now. There's a timeline okay. in which Jake Gyllenhaal dies in a box, gotcha. and there's a timeline where Jake Gyllenhaal has not died in a box, and everything was but fine. Jake Gyllenhaal's consciousness has appeared in that timeline and inhabits another guy's body and has the full knowledge of the events that don't actually happen in this timeline. Interesting. Welcome to sci-fi movies where, where you can say something like that and then we're like, oh yeah, that's pretty straightforward and makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it does make it straightforward. That's it's way more straightforward yeah. than that other movie. Yeah. It's actually, it actually I mean, like I said, if you understood what Doc Brown drew on, drew on the chalkboard, right. you get this movie. The it's the same idea. thing. Now, wait. Now, argue against the concept that it's alternate universe, not based on the, not based on how solid the theory of time travel is, but how not solid the alternate universe theory is. That every time he's doing this, he's... I don't know what alternate universe theory means. What it means is that every single time he goes into it, he's skipping into a new 
universe wherein this is happening. And every single time, it plays out differently. Because every single time in this movie... She doesn't start with the exact same line every single time. That's well. She that's, does, but she says she it does. in a different there's way. There's one time. Yeah. There's one time when her, her when she's in a completely he, different position, yeah. and I went, "Wait, what are you doing?" I mean, I, I freaked yeah. out. But I think I don't think that means alternate universe. I think that means continuity is slightly off. This whole idea of I just I defy the way that they treated the alternate universe theory when I don't think that's what this movie is. So source code does time travel. That's what I think. That's what the movie they is. They think it does a matrix thing, but it yeah. really yeah. does a time travel thing yeah. or a, sl- a sliders thing. Brian, is that what you got out of it? Well, sliders would be alternate universe, so yeah. yeah. Sliders is yeah. one There's, of those two. Sliders is where you, you just jump into a random sort of, and here's the world where At Hitler the table, didn't we die. know it's not memory. Ultimately, ultimately the yeah. main takeaway point is that this it's, is not a simulation constructed from memory. Yeah. Right. Source code, the people at, uh, or not, the, it's not called source code, the people at Beleaguered Castle don't understand that. Yeah. They don't know that that's but not they what's sh- going on. But they should, though, because if it, is, if it is the Matrix thing built on the collective memories of the people well, on the train, then what, none of them know where the bomb but is. Here's, but here's, but here's what enough. I'm saying is, then we'll watch the movie and maybe I misinterpreted it. I think Jeffrey Lott, right, is fucking lying when he says that. He never tells Jake you don't the truth. He never right. tells him the whole story. He doesn't say, oh, we've invented some kind of whacked-ass form of time travel. We don't really know how it works. He's, it's a bullshit answer. It's like, it's a collective memory simulation. He's fucking lying is the reason that it's, that's... Well, it's true it's because... He's making that up. Because that is what, not the truth. What he does, that, that, that could be true because right before that, the other thing, if you assume that maybe he is telling the truth just because mm-hmm. you... you Maybe have to. The thing is, he. There are two. I, I won't say two magic beans, but there are two aspects to the machine or what he's built that here. are unconnected. That that are. It, the thing is, he talks about the memories. He's like, you know, your brain is is running a you know running a security tape basically, and so mm-hmm. the last eight minutes leading up to the present are there, and we can recover that. I like that security tape theory. That he, well, he says that's, that. that's what they say. In that. um, that's the analogy in the movie. But then bef- before he says that, though. He's he's talking about well you know when when people die it's like when you turn off a light bulb there's like an afterglow it's it's quantum there's parabolic ma- physics and blah 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 yeah. and he just he hand waves past that because <laughs> he's yeah. like I don't want to explain that and it's you know exactly. that would, that would be explaining too much but I'm like he, he hand waves it so much that I think it's easy to forget he said that because it's like that's almost the that that's the fuzz where you can get away with this. It's like it's like he's got the memories to create the simulation, but then it, there's also like the qu- quantum. You, it, yeah. Quantum is the new is the new radiation. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. it does all kinds of do things. Anything. It does so magical it's things. The new gamma ray. Yeah, yeah. So if there's so if there's some kind of quantum glow around these memories, it's like there's like a fuzz, and it the, because we can reconstruct it. The simulation reconstructs everything around it, even the things that people weren't aware. Of. Oh, I see. It's like a balloon, and something bad happening. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like that thing you said. So it's so it's like uh, you could you could justify this. In in movie movie sci fi justifications, bec- with the quantum thing, because it's like there's there's you know there's a there's a fuzz around it that that it, yeah. it, the the simulation I mean, is able to reconstruct. Deja vu, deja vu did the same thing, yeah. except their window was thirty six hours. Right, so, you know. that wouldn't that wouldn't actually explain it because that isn't the explanation at all, right? But that that could go to explaining why the people who built the machine don't understand how it actually works and aren't cued as to how it actually works. Now, I think they probably should have done a little bit more with that. There's it, the thing I hate about the movie. Right. What? The what? interstitials. The, it, because the, it's, the, the it's fact showing that, you the fact images that from the end of the movie. The fact that the thing he hasn't done yet somehow seems to be something he's experiencing already. That's And that, that brings up a whole like fate bullshit thing. And well, that's the fate, one thing I object to. Well, fate, and again, if you're, uh, again, 
quantum, and you, you hmm. causes perceived effects and stuff like that. Time is traveling back. Uh, he's time moving, is moving through backwards. the timeline or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, moving through, yeah. through the timeline. Again, it, just, it just it, it bugged me, and it's just, that's that's fair. I totally know. agree. But um, but I understand. I mean, again. Uh, uh, there's there's the me who like is the I'm a science fiction purist. Asimov is a genius. And then there's you know a movie maker who goes yeah you know but you want people to come see the movie and go right. I like the and movie. be happy at the end of it. Yeah, there's exactly. a there's I I think they could have done a little bit more with him if they had they there there might have been a little bit more and it might have been a little clearer in some ways if they had had more of a headbutting between them being more willing to tell him what's going on or their understanding of what's going on, being like, no, here's how it works, blah, 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 and him coming back saying, that can't be right. What you just told me, can't, if that's how it works, then what I just experienced is impossible. Right. So one of us is wrong, and I was there. So <laughs> you, need to, you need to get it through your head that whatever you're telling me is not true. And, and at first he can think they're lying to him, and then he can be like, no, they really think that this, whatever they're saying is the truth. What's really going on here? You know, or and he you can could, he could come back with this information. You go, no, you're you're wrong because right. I did this, and they could they could hand wave some more right. and convince him at least for a little while. Which they do a little bit when he when he calls. He tries to call the doctor at the the air force right. facility and stuff like that. And there are clues like, but but I I think it comes too late in the movie. Is it even indicating that this is a mystery? There is a mystery here to be solved, right? Other well, than the the bomb mystery, like we said, you know you. Like we said before, you spend the first 10 minutes telling your audience what the movie that you're watching is, right. and this movie tells you it's a mystery after those 10 minutes. So you've get, your brain, at some point, switches to go, okay, I know what movie I'm in yeah. now. I know what I'm watching. I have decided it is this. Yeah. But you're the movie is later t- uh, tells you, no, it's actually Yeah, you're this. looking at this, and you're and, and the, the thing is, like, the contract that you're used to making with the, with the film is like, I'll sit there for the first 10 minutes, and you tell me what the fuck is going on. Right. And then I will accept that at face value, right? And we'll continue from there. And I think the at movie least tell me what genre I'm. Yeah, in. and I think the movie waits a little too long before it says you you were wrong to accept that at face value. I and that may be the case. I I do want to say though that especially at this point, in, when I was watching the movie the first time, I was just, I was fascinated. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on, but I want to know what's going on. I mean, I'm like, this is. I mean, and then I don't know anything about the movie. It's like, is he in space? Is it? Is it another dude in space capsule? Is Duncan Jones like a one note guy? Is this just arc? Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's like, and and you know, what is this? And and also the very sort of bizarre, real feeling. You know, he wakes up and then rather like, hey, how's it going? You feeling OK? It's like three of hearts, nine of diamonds. Lily's wearing an opera dress. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's like because it's the but freaking, now, but I also freaking like, military. I like his performance where he's like where he's like, what yeah, the he's fuck like, well, what are you? Oh, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know why, but I know what I'm supposed to say here. But yeah. so, but here's a question. So, oh, the, good. A question that, <laughs> that hints that obviously clearly establishes that this is not his first time through. But eh. he doesn't have any memory. Well, how would he know what her name is otherwise? Didn't she say it at the beginning of her thing? Hey, I'm Officer Goodwin, da-da-da-da-da, no, Queen she of Spades. No, no, no. She, she uses she, the hearts and the, the lily in the opera dress yeah. to jog his memory. She repeatedly says, no. recall my name, and he can't do it. Yeah. She, she runs yeah, him no. through this, this program. Really? No I missed that. I thought she introduced name. herself as Goodwin at the beginning of no. this. So he has done this before. He's done, right. In some way, he has for whatever interacted reason, with No, I don't think he doesn't call her by name. What does he call her by name? She just says now. Goodwin. Your name is just Goodwin. Just now. She says, recall, uh, yeah. she says who no, are that, you? Well, that's, again, yeah. 
because the memory trigger. It's like yes, he's, yes, been, yes, yes. he's been. Imp- I don't think he's been necessarily source coded. I think you know, he's implanted. He's Robocop. They've yes. been they've been pl- they've been patched into his brain. Right. They programmed you know. him. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So okay. I don't, so I don't the think implication he's done is not that he's gone through this before. No. If they I don't wanted think he's to do. By the way, real quick, the the choice of doing that sort of interesting. I would say bullshit, but just that sort of interesting playing with the theory of one time she's in a different position. Like one time it's slightly different. I thought if they would. I, I was actually expecting this from the get-go, yeah. that they were going to pull that trick once, and it was not going to be something that fucking obvious. It was going to be one time, no duck on that pond. <laughs> yeah, that's, duck, I was waiting duck, for that, too. Duck, 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 no duck. They, duck, do, they duck. do pay that shot And then off, like, people right? on IMDb would be fucking crazy for yeah. years. There was no duck. There was yeah. no fucking duck. I was looking for that. They, they, there was, they do pay that I off. I was like, counting the times off. the wings hit the water and shit. I was like, one of these times it's going to be different. They're like he said. He's saying it's the same train, but it's different. Like yeah. this time, she reached down and cleaned his shoe off. Yeah, which she didn't do last time. Which the, now, now I'll say again that I, all I think that means is just the subtle things that he does differently immediately starts to affect what everyone's doing. Which is okay. the butterfly effect. You know, Chaos exactly. He, you know, he, he reacts to the thing, and then you know she she's going to clean it up. Non-deterministic outcomes, yeah, as they say in quantum theory. To, to go back to your previous point, you know, clearly they've obviously they've been prepping him for a source code mission for quite some time two months yeah there was quite a bit of thing you know so and this construct this this artificial you know the two of the two constructs the 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 cube that he's in clearly that's a place that where they you know that's this mythical place where they communicate (laughs) right it's like a metaphorical place yeah he creates he's created that for himself yeah they don't probably like a pilot or something well they 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 don't know i mean he says he says you know you built the capsule and blah 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 and the doctor goes capsule is that where you are yeah he like i said he was he is a he, he is a pilot. Yes, I was going to say he probably just invented whatever he's most comfortable exactly. with. Exactly, yeah. he, he it's a cockpit created some kind of you know weird you know test pilot scenario for himself. Now um, uh, now, but I'm saying but my point is that clearly they've already established communication with him, whether or not he remembers it, because they have to jog his memory and go, no, no, you remember who we are. Um, but uh, you know, he, again, he's he's only got part of a functioning brain, and uh, you know, God knows what happens when they when they put him through the source code. So. Now uh, I have a bunch of cool, fun hypothetical conversations, and we have, they involve we have Michelle Monaghan and, and Under- no, but she is, she is a ball of sex. Yeah. She, oh my God! Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Kiss, kiss, I love bang, her. bang, and anyway. uh, gone to be gone. Also. In the in the chat room, Dodson points out Dodson, Dodson. We've got Dodson here, dude. I know they, you fucking chose that name, so people they, will do that. But we're down in front. We will they, do that every fucking time. I thought they were Nissan now. Uh, Dodson in the chat room points out <laughs> shouldn't, and this is not a theory question. This is a filmmaking question. Shouldn't the movie have been? Jake Gyllenhaal is always Jake Gyllenhaal on the train. His ID is Jake Gyllenhaal, and in the cube, he's someone else. Should he be look? That should he represent himself as Jake Gyllenhaal in the train? Shouldn't but, it be what? the guy in the train always well, looks just, like the guy in the train? He's just thinking of even himself in, like this no way. mirror tricks, no ID tricks. Just this. Yeah, he you, you always looks like that. You don't hire Jake Gyllenhaal to not have Jake Gyllenhaal be the guy in the movie. Well, whatever. No, what I mean is there should be a distinctive visual difference between the guy in the train, and that's consistent to the train past and future, and also. And the, when you go back into the oh I'm in my head in the cockpit that's a different person I so think like, that I, would be I, when, he, when, he gets no. in, when he gets into the train he doesn't look because like you, someone else no matter what you look like you look like yourself to yourself we're, we're experiencing his own sort of it's like Neo it's, it, it, yeah. you residual know, he's like why do you yeah. like, the residual self image exactly. okay, yeah. and again just anyway, filmmaking cool, languages just, like, if it's two different guys you wouldn't know what the fuck it was. Right, yeah, right. like we don't have enough trouble figuring out what's anyway, going I thought that was a cool question to ask Yeah, no it's fair I mean it's again one of those things where you know in a story meeting earlier on what if it was two different no and then you move on so we don't want. We're going to have like twenty five questions every day on IMDb. Anyway, yeah. we don't want twenty six. But we should mention, you know, yes, Michelle Monaghan, who's great, um, and Vera Farmiga, who I I really like, uh, especially from The Departed. But she's uh, been she a good one. 
Is she the girl she, in the other the, the video? Yeah. She's the, yeah, she's the, the she's officer. gorgeous. I've never, she's I, I really don't recall good. seeing her anything else, but it I like Departed. Just check out The and Departed. The she's great in that. And up she, in the air. Up in the air, yes. I haven't uh, seen Up in the, the air. air. What was she in Departed? She's uh, she's the psychiatrist that Matt Damon, uh, not Matt Damon, DiCaprio, DiCaprio goes to see. Really? Yes, yes, really. I went back and looked wow. at the, I went back and rewatched The Departed and went, wait, that's Vera Farmiga from Up in the Air. Yeah, no, she's fantastic and looks good naked. Holy but, Christ. Um, but uh, yeah, no, she's really, really, really very good. A very good actress. And she's, she's really good in this. I mean, her part consists entirely of sitting and talking to a video camera. I mean, she's not even acting opposite Jake Gyllenhaal. Jay, this is exactly it, the kind of movie you would make. It's totally a movie I would make. It's a, you know, it's, it's a movie that I'm actually I'm writing it right now. But uh, the... Um, they mentioned, I think they mentioned that Gyllenhaal, it wasn't that they were never together. Gyllenhaal was there. They were reading lines for each other off camera, but they're not actually physically in the same space. So she's, you know, I don't, I think that's how it is. I think that's what they said. As opposed to, you know, if she's really like, he wasn't even fucking there. Hey, Vera, talk to this camera for about a week and that's your part. That's, that's the movie. Good luck. Before but we she, get back into so that's a picture app on Vera Farmiga. Yeah. Before we get back into more movie argument and interest and insight, uh, have you guys done any? Um, there's a there's a funny quote that I always like to bring up because um, I do know a thing or two about quantum everything. Well, uh, no wonder you, you don't. No wonder you can't handle the movie. <laughs> Holy shit! Hold on. I was gonna say there's a funny quote which is that if you say you understand quantum theory, you absolutely exactly. Don't. Yeah. Uh, and I and I was I led with that. I don't. Oh, okay. But my point is, uh, I've read a little that bit about it, and, I, and I've listened through a bunch of iTunes U. Um, the joke that is it. iTunes <laughs> U uh, lectures from the the guy who's basically the father of uh, string theory and things like that. Uh, but there's some really interesting. It, it start it starts with interesting tests that you can perform on a. They say quantum level, but basically means like measuring light photon by photon, not yep. as a wave and shit like that. One of my favorite tests that is reproducible. If you have a lab with the equipment to pull it off, you can always reproduce this test. And it makes absolutely no sense. Begin quantum theory. Like it's the first sentence in the book on quantum theory. All right, here we go. Uh, in the best of the times, the worst of times, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> and the next paragraph starts, right? Uh, is if you imagine a wall with a line cut through it, like a slit, like a very skinny door frame, and you shine a light through that, you expect if there's a wall beyond that, that the light will shine on in one light, right? So it's just going through this hole, and it makes a light where the light's available. Again, this is measuring photon by photon, not as a wave. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where if you have, for instance, two cards, and the first card has a line cut through it, so the light's shining through it. Right. You see one light, one line of light on the wall behind it. If you cut two slits next to each other, right? So slit, space, slit, you'll see five lights on the wall behind it. If you measure by photon and watch how they gather, you will see five lines of light, not two. Or, or not a just a, a blurry line of light covering the whole wall. You see five discrete lines of light on the wall behind it. Well, yeah, it behaves as a wave even when it's just photon by photon. Which is, and you get to the point where it's like, wait, five? Why five? Why always five? Every single time it's five. Well, because you would think it would either be two, it's entirely lit, or four. But it's five very distinct lines of light. What? And that's... Well, it depends you, on how you do it. Right. And also, but hey, why, but do, why do mirrors reflect side to side but not up and down? I know, I love that. That's, <laughs> I, that when I first heard that, I was like... Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it's, it, you get to the point uh, where it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, why does the side to side thing make sense? <laughs> exactly. What? Anyway, quantum so, theory is. What do you mean up nuts. and down? I'm trying to get that, get my head around. Yeah. That if you look at Dorkman this way, Dorkman's that way, this way. Yeah, but, but you look at feet. This way, it's this way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it flips you, this way, but not. That you way. see your left shoulder where your right shoulder should be, uh-huh. but you don't but see your vertically. feet where your head should be. Oh, huh. <laughs> yeah. Good night. You'll be awake tonight. You'll be up late tonight. Trey knows that. Now Dorkman knows yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trey, but I don't Trey, understand. Trey doesn't know that. Now Dorkman doesn't know that. And it's messing his mind. Anyway, all if up. you really if you, there's videos on YouTube explaining the 
you you will never understand string theory, much less M theory. Yeah. But you will start to understand the thought process if you watch. There's videos on YouTube and there's write ups where it's explaining first dimension, second dimension, third dimension with me, fourth dimension with me, fifth dimension. Yeah. Got it. Up, up yeah, kind of. sixth dimension. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Seventh dimension. Okay, totally got it. That's Eighth most, dimension. Yeah. I don't get it. That's the most interesting theory that up I've heard 11. about it. Is that is that it's because light is actually oscillating in and out of our dimension, and the what looks like particles, discrete particles, are actually just the tips of the, waves, the, of the waves that are impinging in our. In a, but it, but it's really a wave, and that's why it operates like a wave. Wait, the mirror thing totally makes sense because it's just a straight line. <laughs> See, it's I just knew. a straight line back and forth. <laughs> there you go. That, I yeah, 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 that was the reasoning I came to. Yeah, the record show you. You took 90 seconds to go, okay, wait. Well, I didn't want to interrupt you guys. I, yeah, I got right, it, and enough. I wanted to make sure that no, I wasn't It's just one of those thought experiments I, that makes you kind of yeah. go, wait, what? Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. I'm Actually like, justify I, why that's, well, that's true. A, that's a, yeah, that's a good – because of like – to, to be fair, I never asked that question before, so let me think about That's that. That's like a the test of uh, to, t- to gauge a dog's intelligence. That you, you throw a blanket over it, and uh-huh. you see how long it takes for it to go, fuck yeah, I'm God. under a fucking blanket. The smarter the dog is, the faster it'll kick the blanket uh-huh. off. Really? Yeah. Is it like some sort of weird existential crisis for the dog? Like a paradigm shift? I mean, like, I guess so. Why dark? Wait, oh, yeah. oh, oh, something has happened. I don't understand. Anyway. By that, right. by that standard, my dog is not a genius. And this has been down in front examines quantum theory yeah. poorly. I had there's a there's yeah sorry about that quantum physicist. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, there was a there was a uh, Saturday morning breakfast. I don't know if you have comment. any quantum physicists listening. Who knows? We do have the one lupus guy. Yeah. More, yeah, the guy who's like curing lupus. He's like, I listen to you guys when I'm curing lupus, so you're curing lupus. From a lupus perspective, <laughs> I think this movie gets it all wrong. Yeah. yeah. Everything about the lupus metaphor is absolutely fucked up. But there's, I, I just because you were talking about the the dog under the blanket. There's there's a thing about this. Uh, it's basically about this this baby in in you know she's like oh my god everything stopped existing and blah blah, blah. and he starts he's like keep it together keep it together and starts like cracking up and oh, stuff. The, the Saturday morning breakfast hero. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And then and then finally you find out it's a game of peekaboo and that's why the baby laughs because they they they've lost their mind in the moment that they thought that's everything funny. but what them I, ceased I to exist. I like to think of the cat video now <laughs> where it's like what and you kind of hold your hands up and the cat does its same yeah. thing with the paws like it's freaking out every single time. Yeah. What, the, what I love about that comic is the panel where it's the baby falling through the void of just white yes. nothingness going Maybe this is all there is to the universe. Yeah. Maybe I'm it's just like dead. Woody falling yeah. through the playing cards in Toy Story 2. Yeah. Anyway. That was the shot that freaked me out when she's got her elbow up. So yeah. Yeah. saying the same line. I'm like, wait, what? What? And it's, it still bugs me. It's like, Before we get too far doing? away from this, Matt Beta Beta and Lalide are both troping in the chat room. Up, oh, go. The, 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 another different small difference is the fact that the coffee falls on her shoe, not his shoe. Without there being really a difference to justify it. Anyway. Chaos, Tesho. Chaos. Anyway. Um. In the chat room, Lalide and Matt Veda Vader are both apparently troping, and uh, Veda points out this one trope, which is called quantum mechanics can do anything. <laughs> and, you know, chaos theory would be yeah. an alternate universe. Yes. But, and anyway. you know, um, at every at the top of every tropes page, they have like the one italicized example that was their favorite example. Uh-huh. This one's from SF Debris. Uh, quote, the problem, a breakdown of quantum cohesion. I told you, quantum would be to blame. And then it's and another guy says, and it's all thanks to... Let's say quantum again, and, the, and it's called quantum mechanics can do anything, and it, it basically reinforces what you're saying, which is it's the new radioactivity. It's yeah, just a, quantum, yeah. quantum, quantum, quantum. If you if you wanna if you wanna have something that doesn't entirely make sense, but the characters can, it's okay if the characters can't quite make sense of it either. Quantum, quantum, quantum. Yeah, it's quantum. Yeah. And in the chat room, he also points out the wiki page of the double slit experiment, yeah. uh, which was my nickname in high school, and also my Way. new prog band. Hey, <laughs> although in terms of you know radiation versus quantum mechanics, at least quantum mechanics. 
justifies weird shit happening way better than radiation. Right. Yeah. There's no True. factual basis Radi- for radiation to do what ev- Ra- radiation always does to Godzilla or yeah. whoever. Yeah, radiation, we know what that does. Quantum yeah. quantum stuff is like, well, actually, because yeah. it's, it, it's totally the thing, ultimately, where with with quantum mechanics and stuff, it's like, we still haven't figured out why this happens, but we know it happens reliably enough <laughs> that we can build on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's, or, like, it's, like, it's like checking the ice. Like, I think it's thick enough. We're going to take another step out. Yeah. That still seems to be holding. Yeah. Well, the thing you say, you know, th- it's we, n- we know this happens reliably enough to say that it happens. But really, all the quantum mechanics is about none of this is reliable. It could be this. Right. Well, that's that. why that's uh, it, for some reason it reminds me of the difference in, uh, in scientific nomenclature between a theory and a law. People like evolution is just a theory. That means it's just a uh, you know. That means theory, someone pulled it out their butt. No, theory no. in in scientific no, no. nomenclature does good. not mean what it, it's the colloquialism of theory and the actual definition of theory are massively different. Yeah, we have a theory of gravity and a germ theory of disease. That's yeah. it's just no, a, that's a thing. The greatest, the greatest. A law is a apple will fall. A theory is we think it's because of gravity. Yeah, yeah. The theory gra- is gravity. The greatest uh, analysis I ever heard from a. Um, a uh, scientist on, uh, online was uh, talking about, again, evolution. But when people say, evolution is just a theory, um, he says, here's the thing. You know, what, uh, you know what's not as good as a theory? A fact. <laughs> Theories are better than facts. Yeah. A fact is your grandmother has blue eyes. A theory tells you why your grandmother has yeah. blue eyes. You could, you know, it's like you can have all the facts in the world, but if you don't have a theory of how it happens, you're just like yeah. randomly putting them the together. The theory explains, and the that's facts. how I feel about watching Source Code. Rather, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was interesting. And moving back to the movie, which uh, I was, I will say that I was watching uh, when I watched it the first time through. I mean, again, I'm still, I'm still fascinated. I was like, I don't know. I still, don't, I mean, I get that clearly there's some kind of time travel or quantum, I, quantum, quantum going on. But at the same time, it's a very credible mystery in terms of not just the mystery of what's happening to him and what the fuck is going on but the mystery he's trying to solve uh-huh. i mean you know you actually are seeing him try all these approaches and all these different steps you know and i thought it was very interesting that he found the bomb on the first try well yeah. there's the bomb so we're done no yeah. we're not nope. unfortunately this is the red herring mystery <laughs> yeah but, but i will was i, will I the say- only one watching this the first time through and going okay what's going to happen now is eternal sunshine because at the time you're like memories okay but no one was off the train at the stop and at this time, I'm thinking, okay, everything's going to start going blank. I, no one's going to have a face. I thought they were going to run up against something yeah. like that. There's, there's like, a, like a Truman Show wall. There's a similar thing. Um, the the video game Assassin's Creed is is about a guy who goes into a device and and he enters worlds built of memories, built of pa- somehow they extracted it from people who died hundreds of years ago. But somehow but, magic bean. Yeah, somehow magic bean. That's, quantum, that's a, quantum problem. Um, so they're trying to they're they're essentially doing like a source code thing. They they want him to go in and get some information about this this these historical events and stuff. Um, but he'll run into areas of town where it's like you can't go over there right now. We haven't processed this, or <laughs> or he'll he'll just be in an area that's kind of fuzzy. It's like we're kind of glitching here. Don't don't go over there. Um, and I thought they were going to do that here. It also would have been interesting if it really was memories to play with the idea of because uh, I've been uh, reading about this a lot as well. Uh, psychologically people think memories are accurate they're an accurate recording but every time you access your memories you're reconstructing them and then your reconstruction is what you save so each time it's a xerox of a xerox yeah each time you remember something you're changing it so i was we think our memories work like a video camera that we then we call like a security tape that we call up but it's actually like you're asking a guy inside of you, "Hey, what happened?" And he tells you. <laughs> tell the story. me that story again. Yeah. And then the next and then time he you remembers do it, the story he told you. Yeah, yeah, he remembers it the way he just told it to you, and then he changes it the yeah. next time yeah. as well. You can you. It, that's why you can hear a story 
from a friend of yours who was on like a road trip about something funny that happened. And then a year later, that story happened to you. You're not lying. You suddenly have yeah, right. worked right. your way to remembering totally. that happening to you. Um, it's, and it's the game of telephone that, yeah. you, that everybody plays as a kid. And only it's only with the brain, of, man. Inside yeah. of your brain. So I thought it would be interesting. It, there's, there's an interesting alternate version of this. And, and this movie's the movie we got is okay. But there's an interesting alternate version of this where it is a system of memories. But they're genuine memories. So every time he goes in, he has altered it. And it's like you only have so many chances before you've altered it to the point that you cannot any longer get the accurate information that right. we're looking for i'm not uh let's go back to down in front stuff for a little while okay i'm not a fan of the color correction to be honest uh, with you i was, gonna, yeah, I was about yeah. to say this is about where t's gonna go Ooh, this is this uh, is because what it's, we're, a, it's a little it's a soft light pass soft light the yeah. one where uh, although what we're looking at here the the particular um um because it, it wasn't this contrast yeah no when this, I your tv it. needs to be adjusted yeah not so i, I need to get some that. simpty going on here but it, it does have a, a misty or a kind of a hazy quality to it sure. all right ready for a down in front question everybody panel what is the difference between duncan jones and christopher nolan because they're both making heady sci-fi movies about 150 million dollars yeah. <laughs> 100 million dollar money yeah. what is the difference if you put duncan jones and, and christopher nolan in, in a room and said all right we're going to do this thing where it's for whatever oh Whoa. oh everything fine oh i'm louder something, now. something came unplugged from something yeah Hold on. We'll deal with this in a second. Are we still recording? We are still recording. Okay. Um, expound on that. If you put Christopher Nolan and Duncan Jones in a room and said, for some reason, this guy keeps experiencing the same thing over and over again, and he's trying to figure out the reason, where does Christopher Nolan go? Where does Duncan Jones go? What, what's the difference between the movie they write? Christopher Nolan says, well, first of all, the guy doesn't have to be likable. And Duncan yeah. Jones goes, the guy has to be likable, first yeah, of all. Yeah, we have to like this guy. <laughs> we have to want to, to see what, what goes on with I was him. thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about what defines you know, a Christopher Nolan movie besides the fact that the characters aren't likable. I think it's also the... I think I, something about Nolan that I can see as a thread is that his characters are very, very driven. His main characters have something that's just gnawing away at mm. them. I mean, you see that in Inception, you see that mm. in Batman, you see that in The Prestige, you see that in in uh, in, in uh, Memento, even in Memento, Following, and in in Following, and probably Insomnia, and, and, and in, Insomnia, Insomnia, absolutely. Yeah. Dar- Al Pacino's character has a a secret that he it's that's it's killing him. And uh, whereas Duncan Jones, whereas Duncan Jones, well, we only have two movies to judge from, but uh, you know, it's like Moon and and Gyllenhaal and and uh, and Rockwell are you know they're likable guys and they're kind of guys who are like in at least it's not enough to it's it's two data points, but they're both guys who are being lied to and misused by their handlers who are like being told one are, thing it's, it's a more of an existential thing where it's yeah. like they're thrust into a situation that is completely beyond their control yeah, and, and they, just, they just wake up there do, and yeah. they're trying to make sense of it they just want to live their lives you know what it is it's uh, Duncan Jones says what does this mean to them and Chris Nolan says what does this mean to the technology mm, or the machination that, that allowed for the situation to happen in any case I where it's more so. like well, it's more give, like Cobb going wait how does this work and it's more like Sam Rockwell or Gyllenhaal going why is this happening to me? What does it mean? I get well. That's, there's that's more the plot. Thing. There's more plot in Nolan. There's more story well, in with, Jones. With Nolan, yeah. what, with, with, with Nolan, yeah. it's less about things happening to them. Although with Memento, you can you can make that uh, argument certainly. But but they're more. They tend to be more proactive. Whereas in this one, it's it's characters who are like, I really just want to live my life, right. and I've been stuck in this situation, and the only way to get back to my life is to find my way wait, out of wait it. About this, can I try this one on you, uh, Jones? It's um, cool characters in situations. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's cool situations with characters. Cool situations with characters. And Nolan, it's cool characters in situations. I think it's try it like this. With Nolan, it's more men on a mission. 
and with uh, with Jones, it's men dealing with the situation they've been thrust into. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I like that. that. Yeah, that's good. Um, so far, anyway, we'll see. You know, so far, yeah, we'll yeah. Jones comes But you know, you know who would be the guy to reboot RoboCop? Duncan Jones. Oh yeah. It's uh, no. Here's what it is. It's um. Uh, uh, let's. Oh God. I Although have, I still want to see Aronofsky's RoboCop. Wow. I want to see Aronofsky's everything. That's true. Uh, Jones That's true. He's is one of the, he's one of those for me too. Jones is weird technology with Spielberg. <laughs> Nolan is weird technology with Fincher. Okay. I guess. Uh, okay. I don't know. Difference between Spielberg quite, and Fincher. Well, it's like John, Jones is more characters and chewy and nougat. In this weird technological situation, and Nolan is more. I think you're trying to more, cool more Han and Luke, right? Yeah. Than well, Chewie. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying. This analogy. I'm just trying. Analogies are just confusing things more yeah, now at it's this like, point. Wait. I think so. It's Spielberg and Chewie and Han. <laughs> <laughs> they walk into a bar. They walk into a bar. <laughs> and then and then Nolan has the chocolate chips, <laughs> and well, if, with if, David if Fincher Dun- and Duncan, the parrot. Duncan Jones is like macadamia nuts. <laughs> macadamia, because macadamia nuts are, well, no, no, Nolan would be the macadamia because they're more expensive. And and Jones <laughs> yeah. is more the peanuts. Jones is like a p- chocolate bar well, this with is, peanuts. Okay, this is a hard question to ask. I understand that. In the chat room, Dodgson's idea is maybe Jones is more actor performance-based Nolan is more idea script based. No, I don't think that's no, true. It's at not all. A, no, it's I, 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 it comes back to the kind of characters you're asking the actors to portray, and I, I, I've said this in Inception, and I just said it five minutes ago. Nolan doesn't care if you like the main character; he's only concerned that you are interested in the main character, and that's perfectly valid. Um, you know, he hasn't come up with a likable main character in a single movie he's ever done, uh, but they're they're fascinating characters, and that's fine. That's that's you know, he's he's it's it's about this big epic world, and these characters are in it, but the characters are very much driven and really really very much about creating the situations they're in uh jones so far is two for two about characters who are in a situation that they did not create and trying to get out of right on duncan jones should make howard the duck nah. he should reboot it <laughs> a world he never made okay so here jeffrey wright is going to talk now i'm now my bet and my my thinking even at the time is i think just about everything he says about what's happening is not true. That was the take I had on it. So let's see what he actually says here. Um, when he's trying to explain this whole, it's, mem- it's a memory thing that I just, I pulled that out of my ass. You're a, you're a fucking torso in a box. I don't have to explain my shit well, to the, you. The key, the key then will be to watch Vera Farmiga's performance and see how she reacts to that. Uh, She's already, already clearly not on board. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Quantum mechanics, parabolic calculus. Hand wave, hand wave, hand wave. Exactly. But important exactly. hand wave exactly. because that's, that's, Significant. Yeah. Now, now, because I didn't even because I saw this whole movie and I didn't even remember this whole like memory bullshit you guys keep talking about. So I want to see what he actually yeah, says. Well, he's saying he's making the light bulb metaphor right now. It's a lingering halo effect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the brain, uh, circuits just, remain open. So uh, okay. hand okay. wave. Please pause while well Dan reads. The yes. Yeah, well, sorry. We read the it's important. I didn't it's say important. we should. It'll someone, make for better conversation talk. later. I'm the one who needs to read it, but someone should be talking. You keep reading right now. They make specifically the uh, the security tape. Yeah, uh, again, metaphor. this is what Jeffrey Wright is saying right, right, to right. a guy in a box who he's using like a lab rat. Right. Well, why do you have a reason to think he's lying? Because look at the fucking guy. <laughs> oh, so now it's a racist thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He he doesn't look into. He does. He doesn't make eye contact. Yeah. So. It's uh, that's why I, you know I got this. I you know that. We haven't seen a mad scientist in a movie recently, and it's good because it's a trope that I was never fond of. But I mean. The whole huh. this whole performance I get from right again it's just it's what I how I took from the movie I mean I was reading out instead of reading it but uh, you know that he he is 
just as they did in Deja Vu. They did the same thing in Deja Vu. They tell Denzel Washington, oh, it's a very sophisticated multi-camera thing that we've come up with. And halfway through, he goes, you guys are fucking, you're watching real time. You're watching the, the actual You're past. looking back in time Yeah, right you're now. lying. And he, and he figures it out. You know, I got, I immediately went to that on this. It's like, you know, he's going, it's memory and whatever. He, you know, he's, but he's very, he, in the quantum mechanic hand wave. But he's very studiously not saying, we are actually fucking with the space-time continuum right he now. Says, he says the opposite. He says, yeah. source code is not time travel. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I misunderstood because I understood him his speech before as saying we've constructed this from all of the eight minute tapes yeah, that we collected from the train. That's, that's not what he says. That theory's out. He doesn't say that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that that's obviously not what's happening. What does he say? Whether instead? he said, huh? It's time re- he says it's time reassignment. We allow you to something. something. Well, he's saying he says the eight minutes thing, but he only explicitly references. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Fentress. So, so as far as it's actually said in the movie, it's he only asks, that "What happens if I stay on the train after? Eight, uh, what happens if I live past eight minutes?" And he says, "You can't." Is what he just said. Yeah, yeah. which is true. He doesn't. He does at one point. He does at two points. Uh, after the train, no, the train always explodes. Yeah, it, the train yeah, always explodes, the ma- but he doesn't always die. The machine he yanks does always it back. Die. It, the machine pulls it, it back. It, it suggests that he dies. It suggests that he actually dies. At one point, he gets off the train and runs to the van. It's like a half an hour later, and he gets shot. No, no, no. It's not half hour later. He gets train shot. Has, train explodes. As, and he's, he, as he's laying on the ground shot, he sees the plume from the train, yeah. and then he dies. And he d- but he doesn't leave the source code until he dies. Then that's the clue about what this is really doing. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is, is, and, that's, and that's for me, that's what the ending, even though it's a hand wave too, it's like the consciousness can temporarily exist in both bodies, but when one body dies, it goes back to the other. The last time... The, the the switch the actual body the, body dies. the host lives while she kills his real body so his consciousness goes the other direction and stays there uh, I hate that fucking mirror thing I mean I'd like to go to the mirror thing but <laughs> but cool. I hate that it's in the movie although they did a really amazing effect but um but anyway that again I maybe I'm wrong like I said that's why I want to you know double check this I watched this twice though I watched it twice then I watched it with the director's commentary but the that's what I got is like everything Jeff, Jeffrey Wright says he's a he's, he's a scientist and he's a bureaucrat trying to keep his project funded. He's not telling Jake Gyllenhaal the truth about what it is. He doesn't even know. He's what, trying to get him to shut up. And he doesn't even know what Jake Gyllenhaal is capable of doing because they've never done this before. He's trying right. to justify the existence of his project. He's like, please just try this. Maybe you can do a thing. Maybe you can find a whatever. Um, and again, it's it's very much it's the 12 monkeys thing. It's like. Even Jeffrey Wright doesn't seem to think this can be prevented. It's only you need to find out because the bomber is going to bomb again. It's like 12 monkeys. It's like we're going to send you back in time not to stop the virus because you can't and we don't even want you to. We need to find out details about the virus. Now, there's a trope called All the Myriad Ways. Ah, um, which has to do title of a book by Larry Niven as well which which refers to theories relating to alternate universe in particular but it says for instance again the italicized the the example that they like the most is uh, from Stargate SG-1 which right there whatever but um, (laughs) SG-1 is a great show hey now uh, is easy the quote is ours is the only reality of consequence and it goes on, anything can happen in an alternate universe since it is in our world. People could be talking lizards over there, or maybe their Abe Lincoln was never assassinated, or maybe they can all fly. But if heroes from our world visit the alternate universe, they won't care what happens there, and typically neither do the audience. That's the trope of alternate you, alternate anything is like, oh, I'm not, I don't care yet. Right, because yeah. you're we're set up as foremost presented with a guy, and you go, here's this guy, you care about him. And then you follow that person through, right. through the story. Yeah. But, and, and up, storytelling structure. Up until this point, because of what they've, they've been telling us about, you know, it's a simulation and blah, blah, blah. None of these other characters are even people. 
Yeah, as the, far as we're that's, concerned, and that's one of the things that Dylan Hall keeps bringing back. He goes, I, you know, first of all, it feels real to him, uh-huh. but you know, he's like, you know, he 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 doesn't want to do the mission they're telling him to do, which is just to get the info. He wants to save these people, right? You know, and they and then you know, despite the fact that they're telling him you can, that that's not possible, you can't do that. But he's like, he's like, but I really want to. I really want uh-huh. to do that, and I don't care that it's going to mess up the future because I'm not in the future. I, and I I'm in this. Well, and he doesn't think it's the future. He's, he's well, I guess he's he's he, not convinced that it's a simulation. Or yeah. he's just he's just so or, caught up. I, the fact that he, maybe he has. Oh, okay, fine. It's a it's a simulation. But he's. I still want to feel good about myself. Yeah, afterwards. I still want to do it because that's the kind of guy I am. And also, I maybe go he's just getting tired of being blown up. I would. I mean, I'd be like, God, I'm gonna die. Did a slow mo fireball. He even up. he even says that he's like, please don't blow me up again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, imagine- get on the train. Let's just get off. Trip. Let's take this opportunity to suck out of the uh, the theory arguments for a second and to talk about the movie and various facets of it. But all that, with the exception of uh, Jeffrey Wright, I love everybody's performance. Yeah, he's yeah. a little over the top, but he's again, he's being—he's being, being a, I guess, a sleazy liar. So maybe that's, yeah, that's a gorgeous. That's shot. What I tell, yeah. yeah, this is really quite something. Well done, everybody. Now, one of the things that that, that uh, you know, I guess, it does in the end bring the budget of the movie down rather than up, like it would have twenty years ago. But of course, this is not shot on a real train. This is shot on a soundstage, and that's entirely green screen out the windows. Shit, I didn't even think about yeah, that. No, it's a studio. They shot. They did shoot that explosion. Um, I I skimmed through the the cinefix a little bit, just like the pictures, basically. Like before, um, that's how I got to the Bible. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just looking at the pictures. That you pretty much you pretty much get it. Noah on a speedboat. That's funny. Um, that's how I get through the internet. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they they did that they did that explosion. Obviously, they shot them on green screen, and then they actually you know blew up a little model, and the model included little little cutouts, little uh, little of shapes yeah. of them, little sculpted so the, shapes so the, of them, so the it would wrap would, around yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. First time that that was I remember seeing that was in the X Files movie. Where, oh yeah, where. Uh, the fellow sitting in front of the Coke machine, and he just sits there. They put a little shape. Because they'd already shot the plate of uh-huh. the guy, so they had the exact shape. So that way the fire would actually wrap around him. And it was like, ooh, breakthrough. <laughs> Oscar. I remember, I remember the, uh, the building. Uh, yeah, the comping, building. Comping yeah. the busted building very, very was a big early deal. Early example of, of something that, that complicated as well. Yeah. Get back to again. Well, yeah, I, I would agree that, back to the, the big question you just asked. Yeah, I think the performances are all great. I... I Right, Wright's qu- performance took me the longest to get on board. I will admit, I'm like, r- okay, again, it's it's not quite at the level of Val Kilmer in Tombstone um, or Johnny <laughs> Depp as uh, you know Captain Jack Sparrow. Where after a while, I began to love it and go, okay, I totally get it now. Um, I never quite got him, but I I, I don't. I, he doesn't take me out of the movie or you know hurt me. In it. And I just I just felt like he's the guy who's just you know he's he's this. The way I interpreted the character was he's you know he's a he's an egghead scientist he's running a thing he's not a people person he's not good with people he doesn't like talking to people he doesn't like explaining himself he wants the results yeah and he's just not very good at interacting with humans why do you guys all know his first name is he from his name at all why is is he from something Jeffrey Wright yeah is he is he a thing somewhere he's been in various things yeah just a character character actor and and I so many people have brought him up in co- in conversation about this movie because of his performance. I mean, look him up. He's Jeffrey Wright is the, the black guy, the scientist, yes. right? Yeah. 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 So he, that's exactly it. They're like, who is that guy? I want to reference yeah. him. And and I don't He's, remember I his believe character. There is, I believe there's an Oscar nomination somewhere in there. For me, it was actually like, what was that guy's name? His performance rubbed me the wrong way yeah. so hard. I'm going to look <laughs> well, him up just be like, just to be like, just fuck that guy. Fuck that he's guy. he's one of those guys. It's like there was things he's been been in was like where you know it's whether you liked him in this or not. He's he's a uh, one of those you know good actors that we have is what they believe. So I have no yeah. doubt he's very good, and I you know it's it's definitely been a thing where I 
I know I've seen him before, just I can't place the name or the other movies, but... I will say one of the things, and again, one of the clever things that this movie manages to do is, like in an action movie, like if, if you actually break down the amount of time that Keanu Reeves and, and Sandra Bullock spend together in speed, how did they fall in love? They've known each other for like yeah. eight seconds, yeah. uh, and yet somehow they've, you know, in movie logic, they fell in love. Uh, this this movie managed to like skip over that because Michelle Monaghan's already in love with the guy that she thinks this is, and so it's like, oh, okay, well that that finally it makes sense. And if it were me and Jake Gyllenhaal's spot, it wouldn't take me longer. Yeah, than I would be like, he, I, I'm halfway there already. Hey, yeah. you know, just, I've only spent let's see, forty two minutes with you so far, <laughs> but uh, they were a good for they were a quality forty two minutes. I always think about like the casting process for the dead person in the big chill, or like the guy who's the <laughs> well, you know ID. The, you on know who that movies. was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, and it's a funny piece of trivia, but um, yeah. like, okay, wasn't just being cast to be a dead guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in scenes and stuff. But, um, anyway, go on. The idea of uh, big chill is funny. Um, <laughs> Goldblum, baby Goldblum. Um, <laughs> Your point is automatically negated by the mention of the big chill. Go on. Wow, nice high fidelity. Um, Always goes for the ethnic guys. The uh, the process of being like cast as the picture that everyone keeps bringing out, but he's never in the movie, that kind of role. But yeah. it's like, do they just pick like the director's friend or something? Like, why? why? It doesn't have to be an actor. It, doesn't, it could be anybody. Yeah. You could have gotten that picture off of web shots. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's true. Well, this guy, I mean, you're referring to Sean Fentress, right? The, whoever plays actually Sean Fentress. He gets a couple of moments where we, yeah. we in the mirror, where he's acting in, in, the, in the window reflection. But what if he's a real actor? What if he's trying to make he this his life? Is. Yeah. It's like I was that, in yeah, source that, code. Is that, oh, who are you in source code? Is he? Did he? I get, was the guy that Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, was that the, better or worse than being the other twin in the Social Network? It's best you have something for your yeah. real. And is yeah. it better or worse than being the chick sitting behind this chick that he doesn't <laughs> talk to and just yeah. sits on the train? They the said that movie. too. That they said, you know, like, imagine that these extras. I mean, are like hearty featured extras. Yeah, and, and every they, single shot you and see them like, again. You guys, not only are you extras, and not only are we in a train. We're gonna keep doing scenes over exactly the same thing as you can <laughs> as you can manage over and over and over again, and it was like okay, but I mean, but it's amazing but that, like, that that lady right there, the one who gets yeah. up and walks away, yeah. yeah. But the uh, you For know three months. What, what really did blow me away is is that this you know out the windows, green screen. That's yeah. Really I solid. never even thought about. I mean, it. it's like it's that's really you know, good. It's uh, you know it's you think oh it's a low budget movie. With a huge, yeah. I mean, literally, like, wait, how much, how much green screen is this movie yeah. going to take? You know what? And, and then I started thinking about the perspectives. You know, it's like it's you know, you just shoot a shot this way. Well, that means we need a plate outside that yeah. at least seems to be. I would have just gone on the trains outside of Chicago and just filmed every way I, this way and I every believe, way that. I way. believe that's what they did. I believe that's all right, we've, much we've, all dude. We've, we've got fucking plates of everything twenty minutes outside yeah. of Chicago, both sides yeah. in exactly. both directions. Yeah. What one of the reasons it works, and and you know, for for people interested in visual effects and want to make stuff like that work. Is, reflections? Well, reflections, yes, but you, they would have gotten that more or less for free by having glass in. But uh, the fact that you, I mean, you can do tricks, but for the most part, you cannot, they cannot expose. If they were really shooting on a train, they wouldn't be able to expose inside You're and outside. You're a good man, Darkman Scott. I was going to make that exact same point. And so they've, they have it correct here. With, oh, no. Yeah, so it, that's what makes it so you don't even think about it. If you could see it both clearly... That would have cued you that it was an effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking that you know, as knowing that and watching the movie again, 
it's I was thinking that all the time from the perspective. So, yeah, you have to you have to get the lens right, you have to get the exposure right, you have to get all that right. Um, and it's it's you know beautifully done because never once do you you know like you'd like you'd be watching a Hitchcock movie and go wow that's the worst train window I've ever seen. Right, I mean right. you guys watch the movie and never even you expose the rear yeah. projection and then you yeah. later it's up but it's still yeah. I recently did a sequence uh, a big sequence with nukes in it and the first shot of the first nuke I um I did the director a favor and changed his exposure for him. So the first time the nuke appears on screen, white. It actually starts. It starts at the normal exposure, and then it just goes white, and then it slowly comes back down. And it's not coming back down to where it was. It's coming back down to one fiftieth of where it was. But now you see the nuke, and every single shot after that was great. And he's like, "This is much, much, much better than it was." I don't know why. I'm like, because the first time you see the first nuke, previously it's exposed for the nuke, which doesn't make any fucking sense. And after that, of course, the sky was black in every shot with a nuke in it. It's not the sky is blue and there's a nuke there, perfectly exposed. It's, no. Every shot that was a normal exposed shot of everyone else, I darkened it and then screened up a red layer over everyone. So it's glowing this red light. So it's so bright that it's changing the, the color of everything. The first the first time you see the nuke, it's not exposed at all. It's, it's normal sky with this blinding lens destroying white light. And then it comes back down into it. Getting the exposure right is a big thing, especially, um, never mind, forget it, but it's this whole fucking tangent that I have in my head that when I'm doing an effect shot, no, 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 not that, this, 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 this. And if you want to get into it from this, you have to go through this first, etc. Expose down into it, or have it blow out and then expose down into it. I will say that he's, uh, c- coming back to the movie, his <laughs> plan is kind of bad in terms of, you know, he keeps interrogating people on the train. I'm like, it's someone who got off the train. <laughs> you stop and people get off and then the train explodes a little bit later. It is one of those people. You don't have to interrogate the hundreds on the train. Go after the dozen or so who got off. Why do you assume that the uh, guy was in a suicide bomber? Well, if the guy isn't, a su- if the guy is a suicide bomber, then this entire exercise is pointless well, because they're I, trying to I find him w- to prevent w- the next. Well, attack. but they're 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 trying to find. Wow. they're trying to find Good point. No, they're trying to well, find. They're trying to find information people. to prevent the next. Tra- they, they don't know anything about the bomb or the bomber. This could be, you know, a whole cell of guys. Yeah, it's just about what, what can you find out about the bomb, you know? And I think the assumption is that it's somebody on the train who's triggering it. Um, I mean, you know, notice how he goes for the dark skinned guys first and it turns out to be like, you know, Mr. White American dude at the end. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question. So he's found out that in, in real life he is dead. Um, well, in source code and then he comes out and in all of those interstitial transition things, we see the, the bean from the end of the movie, the big sculpture. But in that last one, we saw flashback footage of him in Afghanistan and also weird ab- abstract things of, of Right. Playing cards floating in. Right. So how does that work? Well, into that's the overall that's not schema? the source code. That's that's his brain trying to make sense of things he remembers. That was that was just him thinking about stuff. It just seems like an odd outlier in terms of the structure of it. Trey's mentioned every interstitial you see shots from the future. Yeah. Right. But, th- but that, that wasn't that wasn't what that was. That's, that's why I was first puzzled by the idea that she's breaking up. It's like. Because that supports the sim, you know, her in the, the train, the matrix, the, the simulation. But yeah. it's not; it's his connection that's breaking up because he's he's losing his mind because he's trying to process the fact that he's dead. So all these memories start, and that's what breaks the simulation is the fact that he's like he's his his brain is freaking out because he's going, "Why am I dead? What are they we're talking about?" So this is the only time he comes out of the source code where he, he's not dying. I think he snapped himself out because he oh. broke the connection because his brain went, "Wait, what?" Interesting. Okay, yeah. and that's why. In in that interstitial, we get uh, the flashbacks versus the flashbacks. Yeah, because it's, we're seeing again, we, right. we're seeing what he's seeing, but in that case, he was seeing flashes of memory and not flashes of the time trip. 
and and you know the idea of I was wounded, I was in a crash, but also this you know these memories they've implanted in me of playing cards and you know Iris has a green dress and all that weird stuff. It's just again he's just, he's trying to make sense of what his brain is doing. So here we have the. This so here he's giving him the RoboCop speech. Yeah. Information to affect what is in what is still. In- I think there's a kid. Now my answer again. I can't. So you- he's gone. For, so in your interpretation, he's gone from at the beginning from the first technobabble speech. He was actively lying. To this one, he's telling the truth. Well, he didn't actively lie. This it. whole thing about it's collective memory. You guys pulled that out of your ass. He never said. No, no, that. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but even what he was saying, he, he's saying ignore that. But you're yeah. saying when he was talking to him, his version. I was well. But, uh, I don't have to because you guys you guys invented something that I no, was denying. No, no, the, the no. You memory, said yes. yes, the collective memory thing. But you said when he's explaining it to him, ignoring what we said. Yes, you said and he's then eight the seconds later, time. we discovered that he never said anything about collective right. memory, so he wasn't lying because he never said it. But do you believe? You guys convinced uh, okay, me. Okay, okay. Do you believe? that he was lying when he spoke about the the eight minutes and yada yada the first no time. i don't think so at all so i mean he was jesus you guys made truth. me justify something that you fucking made <laughs> up your own facts the yeah he's, he's he's giving him as little as information as possible it does work for eight minutes he doesn't know why or it does have a reason why he doesn't have to explain why it works for eight minutes jesus you know well now the movie's even even better you guys just <laughs> you guys just totally invented something that i had to try and justify wow that was an easy argument to win um the <laughs> He's just he's he's giving as little information as possible, and I think then then it's not the lying; it's the he doesn't fully know what this does, or he doesn't understand what it does. He thinks he knows, you know, but he's he's starting to question. He's like you. He's arguing. He says you can't you can't have gotten new information. That's not possible within the source code. Um, and Joel Hall's going. I think you're the one who's wrong about what this is and how it works, because he's the one experiencing it. And that's what, it depends on how much you've bought into the explanation because. If you if you're not following, this can this is where the movie can start to lose you because I know it was I was having a problem at this point, um, and I didn't realize that the movie was creating that problem intentionally. I thought the movie had just stopped making sense. Which problem? Uh, well, like you know, if if this is from memory, whether it's this guy's or the collective memory or whatever, it's like you you can't use the internet. You can't get on the <laughs> internet and find out information. Yeah. Um, that doesn't make any sense. And and not realizing that. The point is that doesn't make any sense, so that can't actually be what's going on right. here. Well, and that, the, that's the, a, the, the, it, right. It's a it's a fact of you taking the movie at face value right. when you shouldn't be doing that. But see that to and me, that's the, the movie is relying on you to to do more legwork well, than you usually and do. also and also to to trust the filmmakers that yeah. they didn't fuck up and forget what they were talking about. Right. They're doing this on purpose. Well, that's right. the thing. That's the Futurama joke. That's the that's the uh, you know the, the when they, historical when, when they go to the moon. Yeah, exactly. The greatest the greatest joke in the history of my life. The joke Futurama. But uh, yeah, the idea that. Well, if you're if you're not thinking the movie through that carefully, then you're not questioning it. The movie's going, oh, oh, you might have a point. Hang around for a while, why don't you? You know, <laughs> to kind of go. Hmm. Ah, you seem why to. Why don't have, you stick around? What's, what's that you found? A bread have come from? I wonder. <laughs> Where could it be leading? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh look! Oh look! Another. Allow me to unfold the next chapter of my. <laughs> and that's to me. That's again, why. You know, we can quibble about it, and that's 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 half the fun of this movie. But the why it's so great that this movie exists is because I mean, how often does the movie do that? Where you go, "Ha ha, I'm smarter than the movie," and the movie goes, ah, "No, you're not. <laughs> I was actually ahead of you the whole time." Damn you, movie! Damn you! Okay, I was actually going to bring up this uh, point after watching it this morning, where I don't think we had ever seen him successfully grab the gun. At the beginning, we see him try to grab the gun and get stopped by by the transit cops. Right. Uh, and by the end of the movie, we have just jumped to the point where. Uh, 
He has the gun. He always has the gun. We don't even show yeah. him getting the gun anymore. It's, that's the Groundhog Day aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which it's is, like which I, is he great gets editing. Yeah. yeah, but watching it this morning, I must have missed the point. Missed with this what we just went by just now, where he gets the gun uh-huh. and he's figured out. A very yeah, he sorted out. It does. Right it way, doesn't yeah. show you. It skips over it a little bit. It is. It is yeah. truncated. Um, but it's I, nice. I noticed I mean, that too yeah. when I watched the first time. But I think, oh, they're totally cheating on that window. Look at that. They're saving some money finally. We're going to frost. One window we're going to frost, all right? Just one fucking window. Can we well, please? it's the bathroom. You don't want yeah, where exactly. you're barreling past people at 80 miles yeah, exactly. an hour. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pulling into a station. Hey, yeah. how's it going? I see you all <laughs> How you doing? And a great little detail where, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful red herring because in the background you have the actual guy, yeah. uh, you know, the actual culprit going, and you see him look. You see him check out his phone and, and react. Yeah. But uh, it's done in such a way that it's there, but you don't. your attention is not drawn to it. We actually saw the moment where it got screwed up right at the very beginning. The first time he got off the train is when yeah. the kid goes, hey, you forgot your phone. The guy goes, oh, thanks. Which is like, oh, no, I'm, I, that's what I meant to do is leave my is phone his on phone? the train. It's his wallet. His wallet. His wallet. His wallet. Yeah. Pardon yeah. me, his wallet. Yeah. It's like, oh, you forgot your wallet. Oh, sorry. Thanks. And then he throws it right back on the train. It's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> wait a minute. That's the guy. Which is which is what cues him when he actually follows the right here. Yeah. He follows the guy and he sees him throw his wallet back onto the train, um, and that's when he's that's like, when he goes, "Wait a damn minute!" And that's here? when again the movie surprised me because it's like, "Well, wait, now he's caught the guy." What? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, where's the movie going to go now? Yeah. Where's it going to head next? We still have yeah, you're forty-five like a, minutes yeah. left. Yeah. There's still plenty of movie. There's yes. something. There's something about the way when Jake Gyllenhaal like really wants something from somebody and he gets like, kind of up in their face about it. Mm-hmm. Something about it that doesn't work well for me. It's, it's a little spazzy. Yeah. Because Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. is a pussy. <laughs> hey. You're not worried. Putting a gun in your face, you'd be like, you want a hug? Well, he, oh. he's tr- he's trying to play like the, the a film noir thing or something where he's trying to be like the tough guy. Like his character doesn't quite know how to do that. Yeah. So and maybe maybe it's a character thing. Maybe we can give him the credit that his character is a spaz. That's, that's, that's what I think. I mean, he's, you know, he's not... He wasn't picked for this because... He's a, he's a he's a tough no nonsense no nonsense spy guy. He's a corpse that happened to right. be like oh you can use this. Can you? Am I forgetting something? Well, did Jake Gyllenhaal have a really big thing that I'm not remembering? Brokeback, Brokeback Mountain, Donnie Darko, Donnie Darko. What what else? That, that was really him becoming Jake Gyllenhaal. Like I remember, nice. I remember what I love about that shot. shot is the fact that it starts in the train and kind of steady cams yeah. or, or which by the way impressive work. tricky animation to make that yes. even make sense to human brain. Yeah. That's a toughie. I feel like the forget- what eh? Zodiac. Zodiac. That's what I was missing. I was uh, like, there was some big we, fucking. Well, no, we I, live in a world where you think of Zodiac being bigger than Brokeback Mountain. That's an I've seen Brokeback. I've in. seen. Don- I was just. I was like. I, I always thought it's of Jake Hall as like an obscure actor who keeps getting work, but he's still obscure, like Sam Rockwell, Prince of Persia. I'm, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. There you go. Or I'm like, I'm trying to remember the one thing. It's like he had a thing. He had a th- like. If you're trying to remember Tobey Maguire's shit... It was, was Brokeback Mountain, I promise you. It was Brokeback Mountain and not Zodiac. I would say it was Donnie Mountain. Darko and then it was Brokeback that's, Mountain. That's and fine. Day, after, day After Tomorrow. That's fine that day you tomorrow. liked it better, but if we're talking no, about the one that no, got people's attention... Yeah, fair enough. Brokeback fair enough. Mountain. It's just like, if you're trying to remember like, to, what, 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 Tobey Maguire, he was in Sin City, like, and you're just kind of like shooting all around Spider-Man but not getting spider out. And I guess... I think what you're actually Tobey shooting Maguire around was in Sin City? I think that's Elijah Wood. He was. they both? Yeah, is Toby? Is Toby McGuire in Sin City? I don't know. No. I, I was thinking that sunglasses correct. guy was Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. Yeah. Uh, Elijah but Toby McGuire was Spider Man, right? I didn't yes. invent that. Yeah, yeah, you got that, that right. True. That, you that got. wasn't a bad dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that happened. No, it happened. It was real. I'm telling you, it was real. It's not source code. I, Jarhead was another thing I was thinking. I, I think yeah. the headliner thing. Day after tomorrow, for I didn't even remember tomorrow. that. Yeah. 
I just Brokeback Mountain didn't really. No, I think it was Day After Tomorrow. I totally forgot yeah. about that, but that is the thing where it was like, oh, he can carry a movie that we spent hundreds of movies, at least as well as anyone. You know, I didn't explain myself, but th- that was the criteria yeah. I was thinking. I was like, is there a thing, like a fucking thing that Jake Gyllenhaal was in that I'm forgetting? I think it was Day After Tomorrow, yeah. Because Brokeback Mountain he... and Donnie Darko are both in my instant recall. October yeah, Sky is nobody saw Donnie recall. Darko. And, and nobody, saw, is fucking... nobody, nobody saw October Sky. Donnie, boy, Donnie Darko is another movie like this where you're like, what the fuck was going on? But that that's the one where it's like when you hear the explanation. Don't learn. When you hear the if explanation, you like it, don't learn any more about it. You <laughs> like it less. Yeah, exactly. It's the opposite of this. This one is great when it makes sense. Donnie Darko is great when it doesn't make sense. I didn't accidentally forget Bubble Boy. <laughs> that's <laughs> the one we were missing. That's his Spider-Man. <laughs> getting straight. Getting <laughs> Witness. Yeah, right. That was the one I forgot. Yeah, thank you. Sabrina is the Harrison Ford movie you forget. He yeah. uh, Josh Hartnett. What was in with Josh Hartnett? He was in a, cl- he was in a cop movie. Hollywood homicide. Hollywood that homicide. also happened, didn't that, it? Yeah, that, that did happen. That was the thing that happened. There was that, like was a, the, that was like his last movie before he, uh, re, you know, semi-retired before he did uh, Cowboys uh, Firewall. Oh, that's right. Firewall. When he was doing those, you took my family. You took my, give me back my family. It's about my family. You guys are getting it all wrong. Here's how to do Harrison Ford. <laughs> do Batman, but accentuate your R's. Those darts are poison. <laughs> just put more, put more Sala. Sala into it. Sala. Like, you just have to... Pronounce every every fucking syllable right. Just put a lot of anger and gravel into it. Trey Stokes, <laughs> Michael well, Dorkman, Scott. That's one way to say it. But then he's also he's got the very gentle, got the very cool gentle. way of talking when Michael he's just Dorkman hanging out. Scott. Yeah. Michael Caine. Like, no, no. You when you don't do Michael Caine properly. <laughs> oh my god, the video of Michael Caine doing Michael, doing Michael Caine impressions. <laughs> Fantastic. That is he the goes, best thing. Hello, I'm Michael Caine. I'm Michael Caine. Yeah. You can't understand me when yeah. I do that. I don't. Like, I, I sound I'm like an like, idiot. I hate myself. I sound like yeah. a moron. Yeah. So like, this, I, I like the fact that this guy. I mean, how many different ways are there? I guess to do the mad bomber dude. I mean, I mean this this guy. They're going the Timothy McVeigh route with this guy. He's the America. I want to rebuild America. It's become corrupt and awful and bad. And that's are you talking I mean. about philosophy or, or performance? Because I'm talking about in a movie. Like you know, yeah, like what yeah. other kind of mad bomber is there? You want to get that guy with the you know the towel on his head? Okay, we we don't want to go there. Um, Tim McVeigh. If, if fucking if Tyler Durden was real, he'd be Tim McVeigh. Guys, you would not like Tyler Durden. No. Yeah. Exactly. And this was this was actually essential. Well, that's that's part of the point of Fight Club, where you're like, yeah, you think you're supposed to think he's really cool, and then you're like, oh no, he's a problem. He's yeah. not good. Yeah. Um, Pitt, he's he's sexy and charismatic and awesome. I like him. Yeah, but he's a terrorist. It'd be cool oh, if V for Vendetta oh, when they were out, where it's like, all oh, V is an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I well, love V for Vendetta. Just like, V sucks. You know, oh, shit. Which yeah. is exactly what Brad Pitt said. He's like, I want to make it clear that I agree with none of what Tyler Durden <laughs> says. I am the opposite of Tyler <laughs> yeah. Durden in every way. I'm acting. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, but you know, you ha- you basically did have to make him the all-American white guy, because otherwise that would have... Yeah, if, just if he'd been anything else, everyone would have gone... <laughs> It's that and irrelevant it, detail. They you know, ran like to you, the internet. If you pick cause it, his... Make it a midget. Make it an Asian midget. <laughs> we don't <laughs> just like, do every stare. An Asian female midget. <laughs> In a wheelchair? In a wheelchair. <laughs> Who can't hear? <laughs> a deaf Asian you midget. You would not have expected it to be that person. I tell you that much. 
Jake okay. Gyllenhaal would have gone through nine permutations going, it's not her. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I could have possibly be her. I'm going to talk to everybody in this training before I talk to her, because clearly it's not going to be her. That would just be upsetting. <laughs> yeah. It's just a waste of time. <laughs> okay, are you... Th- I've been waiting for you to ask me, for fuck's sake. Jesus, you racist bastard. Like, <laughs> oh, like a like a female Asian dwarf in a wheelchair can't be a terrorist? Is that what Every is permutation, that what the Asian little midget girl in a wheelchair <laughs> is looking at him, run past her with a gun, rolling her eyes, like, <laughs> fuck, you missed me again. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> I did this to prove this point. <laughs> to prove exactly this point. Life is not a science book, yeah. and we are not cast against stereotype. That's right. That's right. Oh, God. Let me just show you where the bottom is, shall we? <laughs> That's one of the things I liked about the book Snow Crash, is that you find the mastermind, and it's a it's a, a quadriplegic Asian man who basically lives in a sack of nutrients in a van. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. Wow. I was expecting a guy with a mustache. <laughs> no, I, I'm basically a brain that controls a van living in a sack of fucking medicine. I was expecting that's me. Orson Welles or something. <laughs> that's pretty much how Orson Welles ended his <laughs> life, too. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Well, you got it. <laughs> if you're looking at late Orson Welles. Real quick, can I put a, a, a note in my diff journal? Uh, I just recently got a joke that I've been making forever. I never got, apparently. Uh, in that, Wait, in, whoa, in, whoa, hang on, hang on. It's you, Orson Welles related. You only got a joke that you yourself have been making for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, you know, you know the Orson Welles. <laughs> wow. I want to hear this story okay, now. No. It's, not a, it's not a go joke. On. It's I'm not fascinated. A joke. It's a reference. Uh, it was an abstract reference, so I thought it was just oh, that's funny and abstract, but it wasn't. It was actually a joke. I just didn't get what they were doing with it. You know the Orson Welles critic stuff. Yeah. The living will, and that's a, it's even better when you're dead. Oh, fry stuck in my beard. Good luck. I never got that when he's saying filled with country goodness and green penis. He's not saying penis the member, the organ. Penis. He's saying P-E-A hyphen green ness. Penis. Yeah. Country goodness, the quality green pea I thought he just like got off on a weird tangent, and he's like, country goodness and green pea, and he screwed himself up. You're so lowbrow, you didn't even get the lowbrow. <laughs> the right. making was that or- Orson Welles just says pea. They right, exactly. Yeah. The, whole time, yeah. right. the joke is that Orson Welles it needs the money. Jump back. Okay, so this is, just to get back to the main premise, this is this timeline yes. in which the train to catch the bomber. Yes. Before so he said they needed and proper and source code radiation bomb. And source code was a success and Jeffrey Wright immediately picks up the phone and says, Holy shit, it worked. Source code is a viable tool. Because they've never done this before. <laughs> this is the first time they've ever activated source code in any kind of a real mission. The phone hasn't rung until this day. So that's what we're seeing here is okay, you did what we asked you to do. And that's this timeline in which a hundred people died on a train and else. You know, there was one bomb, but we caught the guys before they could set off the next bomb. So that's at least, you know, better than nothing. And so and so the really dark version that, that you want to think about is not only did he not stop the train bomb in these other realities, but the dirty bomb went off, too, probably. <laughs> yeah. that's, well, that's the thing. If you're going with the alternate world's interpretation of it, every single iteration in which he fails to do anything. Yeah. yeah. But see, I don't, I'm not, I don't buy the alternate world's theory because... Alternate worlds, as, as you it's just like well, SG-1. It's like alternate worlds in which you have no stake and are not participating. Right. Kid, who, who the fuck cares? But even I mean, the, but there's even a world where we're... The alternate timelines, then, that, that he... Did. Oh, you know, no, uh, going going along simultaneously the in, their, in their... 27 other alternate... Yeah. In their new alternate exactly. Chicago exactly. world. That's exactly. That's the parallel dimension of... You know, that's the that's the whole theory of the parallel, you know, the branching. Yeah. 18 new universes yeah. just there, right. you know, where in which the coke which went is, that way. Which is the aspect of the multi-worlds theory that I never understood and that never really made sense to me is because, yeah, on a quantum level, you know, at, every, at any individual moment, you can have an int- infinite oh, number of outcomes. Hang on. Uh, but there's still, on some level, a determinism to the world. It, under the mo- many worlds theory, it's like, okay, well, in one universe... 
Mars just randomly stops circling the sun and flies out into space. But according to deterministic physics, we know the laws. According to physics, that's not just going to happen. Two things. Two things. One, quantum mechanics do not participate in deterministic physics at all. No. Secondly, the many worlds theory has nothing to do with Spock with a goatee. It's not every time you fart, a new universe okay. comes out. Okay, what is it then? Yeah. This, I don't know. By the way, then a, how do you know it's not that? This, what was you a, this was a great reveal, by the way. Yeah. The fact that you know all this time... She's, she's interacting with, you know, a brain talking to her in text with, on with the screen. A, with a chat client, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, I draw the line, and the, the many worlds theory implies that there are worlds where anything is possible. I, don't, I wouldn't say that's true at all. No, no, no. Well, it's like, there are we, worlds in which any number of potential outcomes of random events, well, but it's like the world where Mars just turned into pudding. I don't right. think that's one of the universes well, that exists. Yeah, right. and, and the, uh, where this that, is the many... We have Douglas Adams. But, but, <laughs> if the, this but is that, the, is an, that is an aspect of quantum theory is theoretically it is possible and i know this is a uh, from what i've read on quantum theory it is theoretically possible that i every single atom in my body could decide spontaneously yeah, to, to, to recompile uh, recompile itself yeah. on mars and i could just wake up on mars in the next instant or i could you live hoping that will happen <laughs> yeah. yeah hey well, according to the every, many every theory, it's gonna happen to one of me Every morning. (laughs) (laughs) At least one. But then there's the one who's going to go, fuck. And then the one who's going to go, huh. (laughs) That's two more right there. Exactly. But uh, yeah. Where's the duck? No duck. No duck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The the whole idea is that sooner or later, you know, given world enough in time, Mars will turn to pudding. (laughs) But it will. But the universe will not last long enough for that probability to to occur. For that one in quintillion, yeah. sextillion, quadrillion chance, yeah. the universe will not last long enough for yeah. the dice to be rolled that many times. Exactly. At some point, somewhere in the universe, at some time, a, 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 a Eiffel Tower made of chocolate will just pop into existence. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> but, we, I'm but, in. but we may never see that, yeah. <laughs> and and the universe may not last long enough for just, that probability that's, that's to the, occur. Yeah, that's the best explanation for it. It's like, yeah, but but the odds of that happening are so long that the lifespan of the universe yeah. probably we, we, we'll, we'll roll the dice that many times, and it's still not enough times for that to happen. Yeah. But, there must, but it could. There must be. <laughs> Theoretically, there, it yeah. could. The, it feels like, and granted feel is a very loose term to be applying to quantum mechanics but it feels like somewhere in some dark and dusty corner of the universe something like that has happened to somebody fucking just a wall of pudding just <laughs> appeared <laughs> one day their dog became a remote went, what well, the fuck? well i don't like to talk about it but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the pudding event was uh, <laughs> quite I, actually I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not allowed to talk about it it's still a whole government restraining order thing <laughs> what's that what's that on cal uh calvin the noodle incident the noodle <laughs> we don't speak of <laughs> the noodle that was <laughs> so here he is he's which, it, which is a trope by the way it's, a, it's yeah. that is a trope on tv to, trope. to mention something that, that never gets mentioned never, it's it's the chinatown well, thing uh-huh. you know it's something that definitely happened that nobody talks well, it's about like, with it, any specificity. You know, that goes they just uh, refer to it and you're like, yeah. that was fucked oh, up. We're we not talking about that. I always yeah. think about it. The one that always strikes is, hey, you know, Arthur Conan Doyle did that one. He, he in one of the very first Sherlock Holmes stories, he, he references, well, of course, there is the tale of the giant rat of Sumatra for which the world is not yet prepared. He never wrote a story about Holmes <laughs> and the giant rat of Sumatra. That story never existed. Um, but then, 50 years later, 100 years later, when Nicholas Meyer sat down to write a modern, a new Sherlock Holmes story, he wrote The 7% Solution, which in which he worked in a giant rat from Sumatra. I was like, Meyer, you son of a bitch. You actually got that in there. And that's called a brick joke. Yep. So, so here's the, again, we're still in the, you know, this timeline in which source code was successful. And, uh, you know, now I, Brian. Yeah. Is, what she's about to do, isn't it a court martial offense, wouldn't you say? 
What is she doing here? She's going to kill their lab rat. Not here, yes. but in oh, yeah. the I mean, he, yeah. he even says, I want to, I wanna, you know... Yeah, they call security yeah. on her, and they the security forcibly removes yeah. her, and... Yeah, she, yeah. she's, she's going to be. In so this, that's that's in this that's the reality that's been created here. Is yeah. you know that obviously doesn't happen in the other version, but in this reality, you know, she's uh, she kills the project and uh, and obviously has a little career trouble afterward. I yeah. would imagine. Although, well, except for the fact that she shows up at the end of the movie. Although that's a different no, reality. That's, that's a different, different reality, reality in which none of this happened. Right. So, so yeah, it's the idea of you know the the drastically different outcomes that uh, you know characters making different choices and you get to see both choices I don't think we necessarily disagree then what is the manifest difference between multiple alternate realities being created and multiple alternate timelines none that's whatsoever that, yeah that's what Jeffrey I was Harrell. saying I was like oh uh, <laughs> wait it's just different phrasing it's, it's, it's semantics right. well you but, but alternate you realities it, yeah, alternate worlds and again I pre-exist it, that's it what I'm saying like they're the out there somewhere right now yeah. we were talking about yeah. every time you make a choice clearly you are affecting, unless you believe in right. you know total you know d- fate and determinism that you know there is no such thing as free will. But every time you make a choice, like I'm going to punch you in the face, well, we're probably not going to be friends after that, which means that's going to affect the next you know ten years of our lives, um, as opposed to choosing to not shoot, shoot you in the you know punch you in the face or shoot you, which is also a choice I might make. Um, in it's fact, a reality yeah. in which Dick Cheney, yeah, killed him. Yeah, there's a reality in which you know and Hitler didn't, didn't get killed. There's and a rea- we didn't impeach him. There's a reality in which Hitler's grandparents never met. You know and. Uh, and, and see, they, see that's, what, that's the one that freaks me out. It's like, hey, so you and Chloe are getting along really good. You think you're going to get married and settle on? You know what? Your great-grandchild is going to mur- murder the human race. So you guys need to break up. Take one for the team. Go ahead. I mean, how far back do we have to go before we can stop assigning blame on things? Wouldn't it be great if it was like, don't make England? Yeah, exactly. Well, was, In the end, this can turn out to be very a bad safe, idea. We could safely kill you or we could be really safe. You, you, Insurance you, policy, no England. Well, well, my, it's, the, it's the Terminator thing. You go to Hitler's parents and go, don't, don't, tonight just don't have sex. Just one night. Just hold back. Tonight, don't do it. I'm just saying don't well, do there's, it tonight. There's also the other thing. I can't remember exactly what the, the thing was, but it's like, um, oh, we, we were talking about, um, um, you know, fate and... and uh, uh, you know, people people acting on on foreknowledge. So, like, if you went back in time and you saw Hitler as a teenager and you killed him, how could you explain to other people what was going on? Because they were talking about you know people who see the grand scheme of things. I think it was an argument about God. But anyway, I was like, really, you see Hitler as an impressionable <coughs> teenager, and your thought is kill him. How about support him in yeah. his art or like yeah. try and try and fix him? Yeah. If he can't be fixed. If he's if he's legitimately a sociopath and he's clearly going to grow up that way, no matter how you know how how supportive you are of him, or, and even like, how could you tell? Yeah, but it's like you know what? I'm going to hire him a Jewish art tutor. That's what <laughs> I'm going to yeah. do. I'm gonna, was, he's going to be gonna, a better painter, and he's going to love the Jews. I'm going to fix him up with the hottest Jewish girl you yeah, ever saw. Exactly. <laughs> that was the thing that blew everyone's mind after <laughs> Bowling for Columbine came out because people have been villainizing Marilyn Manson, and then after Bowling for Columbine, which is no fucking Rembrandt, but it's Bowling for Columbine. Uh, the point that Marilyn Manson made in it was so fucking cogent that it shut <laughs> yeah. everyone up. Yeah. Where he's like, the, uh, the, the interviewer asked him, Michael Moore, I guess, says, uh, what would you have said to those kids the day before they were going to do this? And Marilyn Manson says, I, what? I would have listened. I would have not have said anything. I would have listened to them. It makes a great sound bite. Exactly. Where it's like, it's, it's just a, it's a slightly different thought, which might have a different impact. And everyone was like, oh, that's smart. Fuck. No, but your, your music sucks. Yeah, I can't argue that. It and does suck. It really so does suck. My songs all sound alike. I know. Oh, except, for, except for his remixes. The covers he does. The covers he does. So you liked his shit on the Nightmare Before Christmas thing? Is that what you're saying? 
Uh, Boys, I don't, I don't girls of ever. Oh, those, those were okay, but he did. Uh, he, he does did tainted when love. When he does that a cover really of tainted love, yeah. or uh, Marilyn Manson is not also Lady Gaga, right? Those are two different, yeah. people. <laughs> two different people. Okay, Marilyn Manson I, I is Lady Gaga with Desatch turned all the way up. Okay, I cannot tell them apart. The um, and uh, what was by the, the way the, the rhythmic uh, song? Sweet dreams are made of this. Sweet dreams. That's right. The as someone pointed out, I think it was in the in the chat room in the in the forum. Um, someone pointed out the father's voice is Scott Bakula. So if if the movie yeah. is, you know couldn't be any more like Quantum Leap, get it? See what we're doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, is it really Scott Bakula? Scott yeah. Bakula is the, is the, the father. Is the father? Duncan Jones is a weird hard on. <laughs> I would totally have gone there too. I mean, you know, the movie I'm writing now. If we actually get to make it, it's like it's going to be like I'm going to ask everyone who was ever in any movie, culty person, and they're going to be in this. <laughs> it's like every single one of them. Scott Bakula, bring it. Come on, get over here. So the first time I watched this movie, I, 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 it took me a while, the actual ending, which we're getting close to, um, you know, I didn't get, I'll, I'll admit, I was like, okay, wait, wait, what? You know, I didn't quite, quite get it. Not in a way like, like Primer, which is so complex. Um, I just didn't quite get it. The difference between Mulholland Drive and Primer is one can eventually <laughs> and one can't be, ever be and neither do at the time. By the way, this is a pretty darn good Gyllenhaal puppet. This is not Jake Gyllenhaal. It's not. It's a Robo Gyllenhaal. I had no idea. Yeah, I it's really thought it eventually would control us all. It will. They, you know, that's, they can they can still take it and, and make a make control a Robo Gyllenhaal out of it. actually. Yeah. But it's well, uh, knowing that I'm really blown away by yeah. it. Actually, if you look at it really close, knowing that it's you know, it's really good. I mean, uh-huh. you can still spot it. But but th- it's the fact that you know they could have gone either way. They could have CG'd out the back of his skull and put you know. But they uh, they decided to just well just build him you know so this is I mean if you look at him he's just really the fact it's the it's the eyelids the eyeballs moving out of the eyelids yeah. that is really unusual that makes it really sells it. The only time um, I've ever been surprised retroactively when I was a puppet, and at which point it made sense, uh, was you know that one insert in the Matrix where they show him getting unplugged uh, show Neo or Tom Anderson getting unplugged right and you see that one shot of his back on back right right left right right left and he's like boom 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 boom, boom unplugging those. That's a torso puppet. At the time, I had absolutely no objection to thinking that was a real guy mm-hmm. getting giant epidurals removed forcibly from his vertebrae. Mm-hmm. Later, they're like, puppet. I'm like, oh, fucking mm-hmm. duh. Oh, but it was yeah. so good. Now, one time that happened, and I, I wasn't surprised. I was just like, huh, never thought of that, was Nia Numb in Jedi is not a guy in a suit. It's a puppet. It's I'm a like, puppet, oh, yeah. fucking Christ. Why didn't I think and that? And so is Akbar for that matter. Akbar, don't do that to me, Brain. When he when he talks, I mean, sometimes he's a guy in a suit walking around. <laughs> his close up, he's a puppet. <laughs> Actually, Actually, Admiral uh, Akbar is all the the generals in South Park the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Seth actually just uh, uh, phoned in uh, something. <laughs> he flew in with a note um, it, underscoring my point. Thank you very much, Seth. Uh, that uh, Jeffrey Wright just lied to his bosses on the phone. He was like, oh, yeah, it's total success, and we can have many of these units. And then she turns around to Vera and goes, he's the only one we have. We have no idea if we yeah. can get We don't yeah. know if we can make any more. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so, again, I, I guess you know, retroactively I get this idea that, you know, he's, that he's the unreliable. You know, in a sense, he's our unreliable narrator because he's the one who's kind of giving us all this exposition, but I don't necessarily believe half of what he's saying. And the other half, I think he doesn't actually honestly know that he's getting it wrong because he is the one that's just you know, denying – denying that these things are happening again this the the idea is this is the first time source code has actually been given a real world challenge he's desperate to try and justify this project that he's gotten someone to give him money for um all he wants is for jake gyllenhaal to do something that can you know achieve a result yeah so he's like he's like no go try and do this so the whole idea of like well how do you even know if he can 
that's the experiment they're running right now right is try it go something, try and do that something he can put in the powerpoint presentation of the generals <laughs> yeah. that yeah. afternoon and go see we with the bomb i mean we didn't stop the bomb but we stopped the bomb you know the difference he somehow, <laughs> he somehow found the bomb yeah well, i don't know how that works but uh, quantum, guys, quantum i'm right here stop looking for the bomb i'm but the bomb, um, the bomb. <laughs> uh-huh now uh-huh now, Teague, you said you said that there's a shot coming up, and many other people said as well. It's like the movie should have ended right there, and I'm not entirely in disagreement on that. The movie, the movie, because I, I get think. it. Yeah, you know, I get yeah. it. I get you know, it's like yeah, if, but dude, if, I'm the guy that wants happy defeat to end at the halfway. If, mark. Exactly. If they had rolled credits at the end of that shot, I would not have been angry or disappointed. Right. I would have said, right. okay, okay. Okay, that's that's what you're saying. That's fine. what you set up. That's what yeah, you delivered to me. That's okay. fine. That's yeah. you know, it would have been wow. That's kind of bitter. Okay, I yeah. still think that's the way the movie is setting you up for the entire time and it's it's the difference between the the ending that feels true and the ending that feels good but it's also mm. no nah, i think it's also got enough of a setup that the 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 con- when it continues on you're like what and then it's like okay i guess that one is good too but i but now i have to rethink the entire movie right up until up now point, yeah America. But but when you but when you do, I do think it actually holds up. It's not I like th- it's not a cheat to for the right. happy ending. It's like no no that interpretation works too. Right, and I I do think they in to use Stephen King's parlance, I think they they set up the gun in the in the first act to justify the gun they pull off the mantle in the third w- with their Stephen King. That's Chekhov, isn't it? Well, it's called Chekhov's gun. But Chekhov's gun, but Stephen King is the one that says the way he the way he just phrased it is oh really phrasing, yeah. crazy. Who the fuck was Chekhov? Don't make a Star Trek joke. He, Nuclear Wessels. He, anyway. Yeah. Did someone <laughs> say Star Trek? Hey. Uh, he was so, well no what Stephen what Stephen King is talking about is he is uh, when you if if you if you're writing and writing and writing and then you're like, oh shit, he needs a gun. This is what I need in the third this act. This is what I need in the third act. You as the author have the power to go back to the first act right, sure. and put the gun there. Right. You're, that's you're that's the, his version. You're the deus so, that yeah. can operate the machina. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I think they do that work to put the yeah. the gun on the, the oh. gun they need on the mantle sure, in the first yeah. act. However, I still think it, <laughs> now I picture it like the construct in the Matrix. We need a gun. <laughs> one lots, gun. Lots of guns. Well, just one. But, but hang on, we also need a mantle. That's really a puppet. Yeah, that's amazing. I thought it, I thought it was him. You know, yeah. You think it was a digital thing or whatever? I, I figured I figured he was just in the thing. You know, he, it's a chest up him, and then a prosthetic below it, and he's beneath the the pl- yeah. platform and whatnot. I, that's what I thought too. I would you know the first time, and until they said like, you know, I was like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yeah, oh, nice, awesome. Hey, I've been to the wax museum. It's uh, some lifelike shit over there. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it's the it's when they start to move that uh, I get, fucked the tricky. shit out of Phyllis Diller. Yeah. Now again, this is, <laughs> and you've also been to the wax museum. Now this, like I said, my my she theory like that joke. She my theory, and I'm just I'm just <laughs> blue skying it because it's whatever. But you know, I I say that uh, you know the consciousness goes to the living host, and in this case. The hosts were reversed. I like. I like the that. body. The that body died, but the host didn't, and so his consciousness. When the connection broke, his consciousness went to the one that was still active. That that works for me and makes a bit more sense of it than trying to justify it some other way. I but think. the one thing that bugs me is this fucking mirror thing. But the, the, mi- <laughs> but the mirror thing, it's like it's we're about to see it. There is a literal visual thing where it's like for the cheap seats. Here's what's going on. Yeah, it's worlds inside worlds inside worlds. Right, that's yeah. what you're looking at, and that's what this this movie is about. I do want to go to this thing and see it yeah. because cool. it seems awesome. The mirror bean, yeah, the bean they call the it. magic mirror bean. 
Do they really call it the bean? Yeah. Oh, it's I bean. thought. By I the thought way, you, well, I thought you well, were just ha- calling. It, no, it has a real. Oh, okay. It's the such yeah, and so sculpture. By the way, everybody calls it the bean. Okay. Weird I thought, thought you were just calling it that. I'm like, that's a funny name for it. Well done. Weird thought. Me and two other guys that listen to Down to Front will ever think this is funny. But if they ever put a CG creature or object or anything in that scene, in that in that area, that tableau, if they remove the bean and put a CG thing there and it sliding sucked, I would. Fire everybody. (laughs) So here you go. Here you go. It's like world inside world inside world. This is what the movie is in case anybody missed it. (laughs) And this is an amazing shot. I mean, think about what's going on with this shot. Hey, where's the camera crane for one thing? I mean, it's a huge thing. And And then it's another and the other him. And, of course, if you look at it, it's still, yeah, it's Sean Ventress. It's uh, it's the other guy. What if you find out, you know, at coffee 10 minutes later that you really just can't stand her? Yeah. Well, you haven't See, really committed to anything, yeah. let's be honest. You kissed her one minutes. time on a train. It's she doesn't know that you saved her life or anything. Uh, yeah, to, that's true. Well, and to be fair, it's... it's you just had a cool train ride. Okay, so but now they, here... They've cool obviously ride, known each other for a while, so she likes Sean. Yeah, it's she, yeah she's already halfway in love with him and just waiting for like, dude, are you are you thick? Are you not getting it? What the hell? Yeah. Now, here's, here's where the movie lost me at first, and I was like, wait, what? But then I realized that suddenly... This is the other timeline. Right. This is the other timeline in which a dude from some other reality snapped into this one, stopped a bomb, so the bomb never went off, and that means that they this, never got the call. Yeah. Right. At, at, this, at this moment, in Chicago, they're staring at the beam. Yes. Yes. Right? There's, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. a, yes. yes. A, a, am, am I smart? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm smart, yes. right? Yes. Yes. So this this right now is is when they would have gotten the call about the train explosion yeah, going yeah. off and they would have started. That, that guy, that lieutenant or captain, he looks like that captain's going, yeah, there was a bomb on a train, but some guy just fucking took care of it like yeah. Superman. So, so and they're like, oh well, okay, well next time. And they made a movie about his life. Yeah, it's freaky. Huh? That, but that's that's the uh, that's the sad thing about uh, um, that I, that I think about at the end of Groundhog Day too. I'm like, everyone thinks this guy is a god because he's able to solve yeah. every problem right away, yeah. and then he's got to go on. Suck. He's got to go on to the next day, and he's like, I don't know how any of this works now. <laughs> yeah, but and I, can I play don't the piano, re- and I don't remember how to live like yeah, that. He, he can, but he can ice sculpt and play the piano, yeah. so so he's got something. And throw cards into a hat. So so yeah. So here's here's where it, you know it's the movie's like I, I was like. Until I was able to put it together. It's like he arrived out of nowhere into this world because he created the world by preventing the bomb going off. But he knows everything. And so he sent her a text saying, this is weird, but (laughs) I'm the guy in the box and source code is real and we did it. But you'll never know because you didn't do it. Right. Because it works differently than you think. And you create different realities. It's, It's, yeah. Source code. God, I, so this is the happier ending version for everybody because yeah. Jay, Jay gets to be alive, the bomb doesn't go off, and Vera, it, and Vera doesn't have a job, yeah. doesn't lose her job. Again, and again, I, I, even before the director said, at the point, right about here in the, in the commentary, the, the real commentary, is when they're going, but what about this? And what about that? And isn't she going to figure out that he doesn't even have Sean's... <laughs> it's like they were literally listing all the holes in the movie because uh, you know, it's not like they haven't thought about them. But anyway, I, I, was, I thought of that originally. It's like there's no... You know, Sean Fentress, he's a guy who died in a tragedy. And that tragedy, that can't be prevented. It's either him or it's everyone. Those are the options. And so the happy ending is, okay, so it's just him. Source Code isn't the kind of movie that I want to go back to. It, it's sort of like Inception, actually, for me, where it's like, oh, cool, smart movie. Uh, I don't know where we're like I, it doesn't it doesn't engage me. I don't really care about the growth. I don't care if it was just Michelle Monaghan talking the entire. I'd be like, all right, let's watch this movie. Hang again. on, I want to know what this credit is. Editorial Esprit de Corps. 
<laughs> Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. Well, she oh, the, you know she died in a church and was buried you, along with her name. You know what that means? Like that's they, they, the, were they playing that song. That's all the, the time? song that they were playing all the time <laughs> to keep the, people's spirits up in the editorial. That's, that's what I would guess. <laughs> what a depressing edit bay that must yeah, have been. Well, Eleanor Rigby died in a church and was buried along with her name. Let's that's, roll this. That's awesome. Just yeah. a little, just a little, uh, uh, you know, Easter egg there. Yeah. Is that anyway. how it was spelled on the song? Was it with an A, Eleanor? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, crazy. Right, anyway, Brian, source code. Uh, I like, like, like we said. It's. I wish this were the bottom line of movies. I wish yeah. all movies were at least this, this thinky that, that you know made you invest some kind of effort into it. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoy. I enjoy the hell about it. It's a. Uh, it's solid. It's still not quite sure. I'm on board, and I. I. Wish it had, but this is not a complaint specific to this movie, or that Even I can level. The metal sculptor's name is Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a, a complaint I can level against this movie by itself, but I wish it had the balls to go. You know, she presses the red button and he's dead, and that's his last moment is kissing her, and that's it. Uh, I feel like that's the ending that feels Jovis feels Kosel. true. Yeah, um, still working. You're allowed. Oh, to- yeah. You're allowed to have that moment. You're allowed to, to feel the emotion of that yeah. moment by thinking that's where it's going to end. Right. Even helpfully pause the movie for you and gives you enough time to turn off the TV so your kids can And that's it. It's and that's tough. the end of the movie, kids. Darkman, does the ending undermine the movie for you? No, no. I, I, having watched it again now, uh, a second time with it in mind, I'm like, mm, all the pieces are there. This this all works for me. So I think this I think this movie actually does bear a second viewing. If if you got to the end and you were like, <laughs> um, <laughs> watch the, watch the movie again with that in mind, and it does it it does explain the technology come together more, huh? What's the box doing? Well, the bo- I think I think Trey's probably right. The box is sending him back. It is sending him essentially back in time. It's, to it's an a alternate. DeLorean that you don't sit in; just your brain goes back. Your, your consciousness yeah, goes. Yeah, your back brain in goes time. back, and it goes into another. Which uh, is my one. Which is, is a quantum leap DeLorean. Which is yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is my complaint because that's two magic beans. To be able to send a consciousness back, but then to put it into another body and have it operate that body—that's really two different magic right. beans. And it may be, but it. But okay, there you know, there are there are slight differences each time, so it may be. It may be that he's immediately affecting the timeline just by his presence, or it may be like a weird quantum thing where it's like every every alternate reality he jumps into ends with the bomb going off. So right. he can only go into a certain a certain kind of alternate reality. A certain so set of reality integers. Yeah. So so they've all got to be essentially the same. But but if well, the if the if the uh, the divergence point is actually the the explosion i mean i'd be okay with with but then fudging. he goes back 8 minutes from that and they're slightly different universes i'd be okay time. if we want to say we fudge it that you know that they are kind of maybe a little bit of both things are happening it's like you can only go back into the past of your past uh-huh. so the start point is always going to be exactly the same when you jump at the checker back to the beginning of the board that that spot is the same but then i i'm willing to say that the movie maybe and maybe this is what the movie is kind of saying is every time they run the source code you know, hand wavy quantum, 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 quantum. It literally is creating a slightly different interpretation yeah, like, of that moment in time. Right. They're, they're and but the, but the, what the point is that what the, the source code makers don't know, and what the movie doesn't tell you until the very end is, it's not just a simulation. It literally is another timeline right. that can that has a reality. Yeah, I think that that's what's happening. Self-contained I, and has its own consequences. Yeah, I think that is what's ultimately happening, and I think that that makes sense. I think that solves a lot of the problem when you're sitting there going, "If it's a memory, it doesn't make any sense." It's like that's what the movie is actually saying. You have to b- get get on board with the movie knows that, and it's trying to tell you that's not what's happening. But it's so. The the movie goes by so quickly, and it's 
trusting you to keep up with it so much yeah, it more. It doesn't spoon feed, and I like that about no, it. No, yeah. It, it, that's that's something that, that, you know, having now seen it twice and watched through it, mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate that, but I'm like, I can totally see how you can get lost because mm-hmm. we can get so used to being spoon-fed, especially mm-hmm. by a complicated movie like yeah, this. And, it's, and, then, and then on top of that, you know, a again, what I maintain is at least a somewhat unreliable narrator. I mean, the, the, the scientist dude who you expect to come in and explain what works doesn't really explain it, and I'm not sure he's telling the truth half the time when he is explaining it. <laughs> and then it's either that or both that he also doesn't even fucking know what he's talking about fully. So if you come in taking everything he says at face value, it's like, that's, but that's something you don't, what you're saying is not right. Whether you're lying, what you think it does. And the guy saying, you know, in a box. Yeah. <laughs> Let me reboot Shut up, you. Shut up, torso in a box. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, torso in a box. Torso in a box. Remember episodes down in front net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash down in front. Facebook down in front show. Email us at down in front show at gmail.com. Go to the forum, down in front.net slash forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. Great community. Blah, blah, blah. People there have feelings and mortgages. Um, you can find us at Down in Front the such live every week. We have to go to the forum to know when, where, and what movie. Uh, Matt Fadevita is the show notes and chapter breaks on iTunes. Holden Hill designed him the website. And uh, tvtropes.org for anything that ever happened in a movie twice. Until next time, my name is Dick Christie. Brian Fenster. Sean Fentress. And this has been <gasps> Down in Front. Thank you for listening. Good night, good night. What happened to Trey? Nothing. <laughs> He's fine. You might want to get out of the building.
Friendsinyourhead.com